and welcome back, everyone. It is episode 93 of Thirst and Goal. Like Ben just mentioned, it's a chillier night here in Southern California, or more so than it has been the past exactly couple of months where it's been, you know, we we were downright sweating out here. But Ben, you're coming up your guns with a sweatshirt tonight. I was surprised you didn't cut the sleeves off that thing. That's true. Going Bill Belichick sleeveless. Actually, it is. You have a Bill Belichick look right now. Yeah, that's true. You know, even I get cold from time to time. You know, I've been working out, been trying to uh, wear as little clothing or as, you know, like clothing with no sleeves on it, if possible. Who you're trying to show off to, Ben? Just you and our thirst and goal fans. <laughs> they can't see out you. there. Uh, yeah, we'll have to get some videos. Yeah, maybe uh, not. No, 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 no. We don't <laughs> no, need any videos. No, no. We don't need any videos. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm trying to clear my uh, mind and flexing. Uh, no, we don't need that. You know, by uh, by exercising a little bit more, uh, but cannot get rid of the stomach no. that I've accumulated in Tough. my 30s and 40s. <laughs> no matter how much sweat comes off your brow the fat does not come off your stomach uh Franny, how was your week this week uh it was a good week ben it actually you know it actually flew by uh, but how was your week though ben very long it was a long week actually it was it was emotionally and physically draining week this week but i'm off next week uh-huh. so i will be able to clear my head a little bit uh get back to my normal phil jackson like Zen, Zen state of affairs, not the New York Knicks, Phil Jackson, but the the Chicago Bulls and Los Angeles Lakers, Phil Jackson. Uh, Franny, what are you drinking over there? Uh, tonight, Ben, I have I still have the Kindred Straight Rye. I've been drinking that for quite a few weeks now. It is actually really good with a little bit of Coke and a little bit of club soda. Oh, you're trying to cut down on the sugar trying a little cut, bit? Try, I always do, Ben. I always, And finally, you understand why. I do. After mentioning mentioning your stomach, yeah, it, once it you know it's almost you know it's there to stay. Apparently, I mean, yeah, once it once takes, it's there, it's very difficult to get rid of. It takes years to grow, but it also takes years to get rid of. Yeah, and it shouldn't be that way. It should yeah. just take about you know two to three weeks of doing you know sit ups and crunches. It should be gone. Mm-mm. That should be the normal state of affairs. But it's not. Uh, Friday, I am drinking. I are continuing to drink uh, the Citadel Gin de France, which is a melange. <laughs> Of botanicals and juniper. It's a beautiful, affordable gin from the south region of France. Yeah. I uh, cannot recommend it enough in that price range. I think it's about 20, yeah, it's like 20, 20 bucks. 20, 25, somewhere around there. But it's it's you know, it's it's not very it's not a high in price, and the bottle is beautiful. It looks fancy. It oh, looks like a fancy bottle. It's a nice bottle. But I've noticed gins are not that expensive though. Gin is pretty cheap. I mean, for a good gin, you can yeah. buy a good gin for a low price. Uh, unlike, you know, scotches or cognacs, so actually you can find some pretty decent ones. But I mean, this is probably up there as far as, you know, ratings as some of those higher priced, you know, scotches and cognacs for a much higher price. Oh, for sure. And as the weather begins to chill, I will be moving towards a winter a more spicy gin, so it might be time for another bottle of the Opier mm-hmm, to appear, mm-hmm. which is actually, unfortunately, about a $45 bottle of gin. Even that's uh, not bad. But I think it comes from China. That's a, that's actually a really good winter. China? Yeah, I think so. Really? Are I you think sure? so. I'm probably wrong. Is it from, from France, but made in China? <laughs> it's like Oh, made... the Opier. The yeah, Opier yeah, yeah, yeah. is, uh, I think it's either, yeah, I think it, yeah, maybe it's not Chinese, but it's it's definitely it an made Asian. In, made in uh, China, but sourced from France. Source from Gin de France. <laughs> uh, Franny, what are we going to talk about tonight? Tonight, Ben, on the big board, we have our NFL news as usual. We also have a shout out to our new and loyal listeners out there. We have our NFL week four recap and week five picks. We also have our tag team news, our thirst and goal news. Ben, your Steelers, 
my Eagles and Sonya's Seahawks. She will join us eventually on the podcast. We promise before the end of the season, yeah, Sonya exactly. will make her appearance exactly. once again. We also have our shot of the week, which looks delicious. It's a, it's a sweet shot, Ben. I'm sorry. There's no tahini. There's no Cholula. I, I do apologize for that. We can't do that every week. That we have to switch true. it up Under- just a little bit. Understood. Understood. We also have our beverage of the week, which is a bourbon. We haven't had a bourbon on the show. It's a noble oak. Can't wait to try that. We also have our beer of the week, which is a domestic beer from down south near San Diego. Bro, you know how we feel about those San Diego beers. Oh, bro, I can't wait God, to taste bro. it. Yeah, Cody loves it. Oh, Cody's mom. Oh, man, she's, she's a hot one. And then we also have our thirst and goal betting corner. Actually, let's call it Ben's betting corner. Let's let's call this what it is. It is your betting corner, Ben. You know the lines. You're way better at this than I am. This is your betting corner. And we also have our housekeeping. Well, I do try to force you into making some predictions or wagers during that period of time. Yeah. And do you have a fantastic five or a sexy six parlay this week? A lot of tough games this week. I will have one. Last week was really tough. Last week was tough. Uh, I don't remember how I did, but it was a tough week last week. We'll see how we do this week. Yeah, last week. And this week, actually, there's a lot of tough games out there to pick. Uh, but finally, what's first up on the big board? First up on the big board, Ben, we have our NFL news. Oh, this was an interesting week for the NFL news. Leading it off. Finally. Finally. <laughs> we have been calling for this on Thirst and Goal podcast for several Years now, it is the time for Bill O'Brien to go. And it was actually a fairly spontaneous firing. It was not something that was anticipated, definitely not by Bill O'Brien, had he said the week before that he did not anticipate that his job was in trouble. But Bill O'Brien was canned this week. Bill O'Brien rose from head coach to football czar in Houston, but he couldn't survive an 0-4 start against Super Bowl contenders to start the 2020 season. The Houston Texans finally fired head coach and general manager Bill O'Brien on Monday after more than six seasons with the organization and four AFC South division titles. Associate head coach Romeo Cornell will take over as interim head coach. The 73-year-old Cornell has previously served as head coach in Cleveland and Kansas City. O'Brien and Jack Easterby, Houston's executive vice president of football operations, did not see eye-to-eye recently, leading to O'Brien's firing NFL network insider Ian Rappaport reported Easterby had previously arrived to evaluate the organization and fired formal general manager Brian Gain preceding O'Brien's eventual promotion to GM. O'Brien's Texans had an eventful offseason in which the coach and GM controversially traded away Houston star receiver DeAndre Hopkins who just recently negotiated his own extension and not a Huge extension at that in an effort to gain needed draft capital and a reclamation project in running back David Johnson. It hasn't gone well. With Houston currently ranking last in the NFL in rushing yards per game and failing to score more than 23 points in any of its first four games. Franny, what say you? Finally. Finally, it's about ben, time. They did it. When you get rid of DeAndre Hopkins and you trade him for nothing, then you should get fired. Yeah, you, you trade him for nothing. You know, he went to Arizona. Look how he's doing over there in Arizona now. Still an amazing player. Top three, you know, wide receiver in the league. I'd have no idea why he got rid of him. He has a young quarterback right now, and DeAndre Hopkins would help him out so much. And he only negotiated a two-year yeah, extension. Two it wasn't it. like he negotiated a five-year, $120 million yeah, extension. Exactly. I mean, it makes absolutely no sense. I mean, you know, he's he's um, he's a regular season coach. You know, I mean, he's he's obviously 
had some success within the division. The division hasn't been the greatest the last few years. Um, but, you know, once once it's playoff time, they just can't make it over the top. And, uh, you know, he's not very good GM. Obviously, his moves have been terrible. And uh, he, he definitely deserves to be fired, Ben. And, and uh, not only him. We've been calling for Dan Quinn. Yeah, he's next up in the NFL news. We've been news. calling for Adam Gase. Adam Gase. We've been calling for... Anthony Lynn. Well, you, you've been I would, calling. I, would I, like, you, I see. I, I, after, I still think he's okay. After that ridiculous play at the end of the half in the last game, not kneeling on it. I mean, yeah, I, that was that was a ridiculous play yeah, call. There. And then not starting your rookie quarterback, yeah. which you drafted very high. It doesn't make any sense. You and had now Tyrod five, Taylor yeah. get stabbed in the lungs by a doctor. <laughs> by your doctor to get you know to to get the rookie in there. Um, yeah, maybe maybe him next, but definitely Dan Quinn and Adam Gase. But Bill O'Brien deserved to be fired a long time ago. Yeah, and watching Todd Bowles coach up that Tampa Bay defense this year, that defense is playing really, really well, especially in this past game against Chicago. It was unfair that he was sent packing out of New York because no one can succeed in New York. And when you have a bad coach with the New York Jets, you have a horrific team. When you have a good coach, you have a bad team. When you have an excellent coach, you have an average team. That team just can't get out of its own way. Uh, But what do you think about, I mean, if you just read the top, you know, a couple sentences there in the news. Six seasons, four AFC South titles. Looks pretty good on paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just the trades, the clowny, you know, the clowny uh, situation, the, uh, you know, the DeAndre Hopkins situation, letting him walk away mm-hmm. for nothing, essentially trading him for David Johnson and a draft pick. Uh, I just if you look at that roster, both on the offense, offensive and defensive side of the ball, you see some names that we're all familiar with, but by and large, they don't have the talent that you would think you would be able to put on the field, given the trades that they made, given the fact that they have a coach and GM there. Uh, the Laramie Tunsil trade, another or signing and trade, I think was another mistake that Bill O'Brien made. And it just, you know, they deserve better, I think, with that quarterback who can't manage to stay upright at all, and even when he's rolling outside of the pocket, takes too many hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Bill O'Brien hasn't been able to wrangle in his quarterback in terms of keeping him upright. Uh, but I think it was a long time coming. Yeah, I mean, you know, he has a fifty-two and forty-eight record regular season, which is uh, you know he's above fifty percent. But still, in that division, he should have a slightly better record than that—a two and four playoff record. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't understand why they waited this long to get rid of him, and why they gave him so much power too. That yeah, also I mean, makes this, absolutely that's no something sense. they used to do in the 80s and mm-hmm. the 90s, but that's not something you give that Bill they... Belichick those kinds of powers. You don't give Bill O'Brien those powers. You give Andy Reid those powers. You don't give Bill O'Brien those powers. Yeah, I mean, I think Cornell will do fairly well down there. Unfortunately, he has, you know, the the ingredients. And what did, what did uh, Bill Parcell say? If you want me to cook you dinner, you got to let me buy the groceries. Mm-hmm. So he's actually you have to cook you dinner with Bill O'Brien's groceries. But I think <laughs> he'll do fairly well. Uh, and that division is ripe for the taking. Mm-hmm. I think it's set up well, really. They're zero and four now. It's gonna be a little difficult at the moment. Yeah. Well, Steelers were one and four last year. <sighs> Division's That's... pretty bad. Well, I mean the Colts. I mean the Colts aren't are bad. playing Colts pretty aren't well. That bad. Um. Wait. Uh. Well, Tennessee. Wait. No. Uh. 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 uh Jacksonville. Jack- Jacksonville is. Who knows what to make? The, of Jacksonville. I don't, I'm not sure what to think about them right now. You we'll know? find out this week. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure, but I mean, you know, definitely they could 
still make room. Oh, and Forrest Big Hole. That's a big hole that, yeah. that, they, that, they dug, that they've dug themselves. And, and I think it's set up really nice for management wanting to get rid of him. I mean, they ran into a buzzsaw at the beginning of the season. Baltimore, Kansas City. I mean, they had a really... Pittsburgh. They had a really rough mm-hmm. four games to start this yeah, season. But I mean, Tennessee. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, Tennessee is also. I, I, I they sh- they should be rivaling Tennessee right now. Oh, with the of team course, that they have with, the, yeah. with the quarterback and the team that they could have had on the field. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, Will Fuller is healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for how long is anybody's guess? Uh, but he is healthy at the moment, so we'll see how it goes. But it's finally the fans in Houston will have something to look forward to. Next year, hopefully they can get a head coach in there that knows what they're doing and they can get the best out of the rookies that they've got and the the veterans that they have, especially on defense, that deserve better than what they've been getting out of their coaching staff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, Franny. Oh, can I uh, can I move on? Oh, you haven't asked me that in a while, Ben. Yes, yes, you can. <laughs> that goes way back. Next up, yeah, another I coach. that one. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I don't, I'm like a, I ask you to pause for one second. Yeah, and I don't let it go. Nope. Uh, next up, another coach that's probably on the hot seat, especially going into this week with a team, a game that they must win. Uh, Falcons head coach Dan Quinn expected to be coaching a playoff contender this season, and he is not. Quinn said after the Falcons, Falcons dropped to 0-4 with a terrifying loss to Green Bay on Monday night that he has a hard time explaining what is going wrong in the Dirty Dirty. Knowing where we're at, it's certainly not the start that any of us envisioned or wanted, Quinn said with the, via the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It's confusing. It's frustrating. It's frustrating for everybody. But I also told them that it's the people inside the locker room that have to fix it. They've got to change it. Uh, Quinn said he spoke with Falcons owner Arthur Blank after the game, but they did not discuss his job security. Quinn does believe, however, that he still has a chance to turn this season around and compete for the NFC South title. Uh, In my heart and in my head, and everything that I believe in, Quinn said, I know that we can. I know that the second quarter of our season will look a lot different than our first. That is, in fact, what I told the team. Nothing has been decided yet. We have our first division game coming up this weekend, and we're certainly looking forward to that. One NFL coach, Bill O'Brien, has already been fired. Uh, but Dan Quinn is certainly on the hot seat. What do you think about uh, Dan Quinn being so optimistic after just getting blown out? No, but it's not It's not just losing. It's the way they've lost. Ugh, God, I mean, Two it's just ridiculous losses in a row. An implosion. There's absolutely no discipline on that team. I mean, what happened with the Cowboys, it was ridiculous. The following week with Chicago, I mean, in the Super Bowl, you know, to be up, what was it? It was it was uh, twenty eight to three or twenty four to three. I can't remember exactly, but it, it, it was. It yeah, was, I think you were down by twenty four points you, at one point. You can't, or yeah, up, lose I mean. those games. No, but they continue to lose. Was- I mean, this is how you lose fans. I'm surprised there are still Atlanta Falcons fans. I'd be so disgusted if this was the Eagles. I'd be disgusted by the organization and just their inept ability to just. I don't know, put a quality uh, uh, team on the field. I mean, they should be happy that there's no tickets for sale. It is actually a quality team, but Dan Quinn just can't put it together. They have some really solid players there. Yeah, they got decent defense. They've got Ridley. They've got Jones. They've got a decent offensive line. They've got Matty Ice. Matty Ice is a very good quarterback in this league. But I mean, I mean, I will give. I mean, the Cowboy game was a little, especially watching the Cowboys. No, 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 no. The Cowboys are relentless on offense. Their defense is horrific. Is is shit, and they were down by so much in that game. I mean. it would have taken a miracle to win that game, and it did take a miracle. Yeah. They actually won that yeah. game, but it seems like week after week, it's like, you know, they're they're up by so many points, but there's just 
there's just no discipline. That uh, that comes down to coaching at that point. When you're up by 24 points, when you're up by 20 points, that's the coach's job to keep that lead and win that game. But it just happens year yeah. after year. And, and the reality is, it, if you know your defense is, is struggling, holding on to a lead, you've got to be better and more disciplined on offense at eating up the clock and not giving your opponent as much time to come back in the game. I know it's a stressful, anxious situation to be in where you're just hoping the other team doesn't catch up, but letting, especially that Cowboy game, letting them get back into that game and beating them in overtime the way, or was it actually the end of the game? The onside kick was at the end of the game? It was, it was yeah. I mean, the way that they lost that game and then and then in the, the succeeding week or the successive week they lost and getting killed by Green Bay, I think. I mean, I can't remember well, the exact score, but no, it's it was. fine. You get killed by Green Bay. That's uh, fine. Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> I get it. No, no, no. Green Bay is a very good football team. That's fine. If you lose a game that way, you just lost to a better team or to a better coach. But to lose to the Cowboys and to lose to Chicago, two teams that don't have the same level of players, you know, as far as talent. Especially Chicago. They got Chicago. nothing on offense. But defense is pretty good. The defense, defense is, is outstanding. Good. But, but I mean, for their, to allow their offense Foles, to man. come back, Foles scoring three touchdowns in that game after Trubisky completely shitting the bed. I mean, and, and hitting I, a wide open receiver in, it, in the end zone. It makes absolutely. I mean, I don't know how. I'm, then they extended this guy. They extended Dan Quinn. I mean, he loses the Super Bowl in spectacular fashion. The following season, they're terrible, and then they give this guy an extension. I would have fired him midway through the season after the Super Bowl after that performance. I mean, you take that team to the Super Bowl, and they what? I forgot what they finished. I mean, they had a six and ten record. It was really bad. They were really bad the following season, and they had pretty much the same players on that team. I don't care that you're in the Super Bowl. You lost in a spectacular fashion, and then you follow it up with just a shit season. Yeah, and they've got a division game this week. I mean, if they lose that game, how many more? How many more losses do you think they can sustain this season before Arthur Blank, widely regarded as one of the nicest owners in the league? How many more games does Quinn get to lose this season that are winnable games before they let him go? Uh, I would have let him go after that Cowboys game because fuck the Cowboys. (laughs) Uh, Shot. (laughs) And why are we doing a shot, Friday? Tell our fans out there. It's our drinking game. Thirst and Goal podcast, a show about football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. Friday. It's the agreement that we made, Ben. It's a drinking game that we signed in blood. It was an agreement. There was a contract. I signed on the dotted line. I pricked my finger with a needle and I signed it in blood. If I say anything negative about any team in my division, which is the NFC East, and I say a lot of negative things about my own team, which is the Eagles. But I if Dan, I say, it, I mean, I mean, in fairness, Bill O'Brien's record in the NFC East would have had him, you know, four titles in a row. Pro- yeah, probably this yeah, year. Yeah, this yeah. year, you know, five and eleven might win it <laughs> and a tie. And a tie also. Um, but if you say anything negative about any team in your division, Ben, which is the AFC North. North, and if Sonia says anything negative about a team in her division, whenever she's back on the podcast, the NFC West, she's a Seahawks fan, by the way, um, then she also takes a shot. Um, but Ben, or if we say anything overly positive, too, there's been times where I've said overly positive things, and Ben, finally, you're not saying overly positive things about Baltimore I don't know why you were in the past. I have no idea, but you were pretty high. They're a well-run franchise. Well, you're gonna start. You're gonna have to start saying positive things about the Browns too, because the Browns look pretty nope, good this weekend. Nope, nope, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. So per our drinking game 
agreement. We're gonna t- I'm gonna take a shot and give you a little bit, Ben. Actually, our shots are almost the same size right here. Uh, but we're drinking the yeah, bird. See, even when he has to take a shot, he gives, bird. Me, he gives me the same amount. <laughs> now, I have I have this is probably a few of like a couple of centimeters more than you have in your shot glass right there. So just the height of it. We're on the metric system now. Yes, we are. <laughs> it's so uh, one eighth of an inch more in my shot glass than you've been. All right. That's about there. Uh, and uh, we're drinking the Bird Dog Strawberry Flavored Whiskey. This is actually a punishment shot. Um, we had the Grapefruit Whiskey the other uh, couple of weeks there. We had a, and we, we, we killed that bottle off completely. Um, and Ben, actually, you like that one. This one you're not a huge fan no. of. I'm going to have to find something that we both hate. Actually, you know what? We, what's that? Um, sambuca. We should probably do Sambuca. Ooh, I hate Sambuca. I'm not a big fan. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, we should, that's what we should drink. Yeah, that's true. I will true. never say anything negative oh, about licorice. the Cowboys. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's down it. Cheers. Yeah. Uh, not good. Not good, I got to say. Uh, bird Dog. Not sure who makes it. Probably Jim Beam. They make everything. Ah, wow. Hmm. That is pretty bad. Let's see. Does it say here? Western Spirits by Three Springs Bottling Company. All right. Wherever that is. Oh, finally, can we can we move on? Yes. And Dan Quinn should be fired. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because the Cowboys right now wouldn't have any wins. Yeah. If, it, it would I be mean, helping you. It, yeah, exactly. So and the Giants you, might Dan. get a win this week. Yeah, fuck you, Dan Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> Next up. Dwayne Haskins. Washington is making a change at quarterback. Finally replacing the struggling Dwayne Haskins with Kyle Allen, according to ESPN. Allen will start Washington's week five game against the L.A. Rams with Alex Smith serving as the backup. He went all the way from first to third. League sources had told ESPN's Adam Schefter that Washington coach Ron Rivera put Haskins on notice during a September 28th meeting telling the second-year quarterback that his performance needed to improve against the Ravens in Week 4, and it did not. Haskins was 32 for 45 for 314 yards and no touchdowns or interceptions, a 31.5 total QBR as Washington lost 31-17 to at Baltimore. What say you about Dwayne Haskins moving to the third rung on the ladder behind Alex Smith? The bionic man, Kyle Allen, gets the start. Uh, we'll see how Kyle Allen performs. I'm not sure if he's going to be much better Where's than, he, is he than from Dwayne Carolina? Haskins. I, yeah, I believe yeah. so. Yeah, and, and uh, he was all right over there. I guess he had a few games, good games here and there. I think he had it for that 5-0 and yeah. sort of uh, start after Cam Newton went out, and they just completely imploded after that. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think it's it's the right it's the right uh, change at quarterback right now because... I mean, I mean, the division is really still there for the taking, even for Washington, as bad as they are. All you need is a Everybody win. Everybody else is bad. All you liter- all, literally, all you need is a win. Or a tie. To be or a tie. <laughs> or a tie. I mean, you, you could make the playoffs with two ties in this division. You could lose the rest of the games, but two ties. It's pretty bad. You're good. You're in. We're, I mean, the NFC East is, is pretty it's, terrible. It's it's as bad, I think, as, as, any, as I've seen as since. any division that I've ever seen, really. Since Seattle won the yeah. division at 7-9. and nine. Yeah, yeah. And I, this is their worst right now, for sure. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's the right move. Um, you know, I, I, it would be great to see Alex Smith, you know. Yeah, I actually thought it would be Alex Smith. I don't I don't know how Unless healthy. I don't know how can't. healthy he is right now. I mean, if you watch that documentary and what he went through and how much of his leg he lost, I don't know how much he has left in the tank. I would love to see the guy start again. But I would definitely move on from Dwayne Haskins. I think they're making the right decision. Yeah, I mean, it, it's been widely reported, uh, you know, out there that his work ethic isn't all that it could be and you know he doesn't come as prepared as he could be and and the results are what they are he didn't play particularly well last year 
hasn't played particularly well this year. I don't know that the Baltimore game, I don't know that there are very many quarterbacks out there that would have been able to perform much better than Haskins did. I mean, Baltimore's defense is playing pretty well this year, but I think it's time for them to at least, at least get Haskins some time sitting on the bench, learning and understanding how fragile these starting jobs are in the NFL. And maybe he'll appreciate the opportunity that he had last year uh, because as we know, as we learned this year, barring an injury, very few teams start their rookie quarterback. He was lucky enough to start last year. You have Tua Tagovailoa sitting on the bench. You have Justin Herbert only starting because the team tried to kill their starting quarterback. <laughs> uh, you know, so the and and Cliff Kingsbury last year starting Kyler Murray was a rarity. Josh I Rosen. Wonder, I wonder what Justin Herbert's relationship is with that doctor. Yeah, I, you know, yeah exactly. They, they might be like a family friend. Like, yeah, stab this dude. <laughs> And I get started. Oh yeah, that that <laughs> was. I mean, Tyra. I mean, I feel bad because the guy. I feel bad you shouldn't too, lose your starting job I, that way. But you also shouldn't be starting in the first place. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, but Cliff Kingsbury, you know, started Kyler Murray last year. I mean, poor Josh Rosen got a chance, but he was kicked to the curb nearly immediately. Traded away. You like Josh? But traded away from his starting franchise to Miami. I think at the end of his first year, uh, didn't get. Much playing time and then kicked from from Miami. I'm not even sure where he is right I think now. He went but to New England, yeah, he might be on New England. But so I mean, these, these starting quarterbacks are not treated particularly well, uh, even if they're highly regarded coming out of college. If they don't perform, yeah, poor guys, only tens of millions of dollars. No, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Poor guys, that's true. But but quarterback, I mean, it's tough to keep a job as a starting quarterback when you're young, regardless of how how highly drafted you are. That's just the name of the game. That's just the reality of the situation. So. You know, let's see if he can learn from this situation and come out stronger on the other side of it. Franny, can we, uh, oh, let's can move, we move on? on? Let's All move right. on. All right, let's do it. Next up, Franny's beloved. Franny's precious. MVP. A- MVP. Aaron MVP. Rogers. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is performing at a fantastic clip. Yeah, Historic, in fact. Yep. And he's not shy about how well his team's offense is performing. Nick Shook of NFL.com reported year two under coach Matt LaFleur, who is making some gin de France, has has seen the Packers produce at a pace that would set a Super Bowl era record in scoring offense, 38 points per game, surpassing the 2013 Broncos rate of 37.9 points per game. I think that was the, the Peyton Manning Super Bowl year. Their 2020 output is an increase in 14.5 points per game and a 100-yard-per-game jump, and Rodgers owns a passer rating north of 128. Yawn. He's the fourth player since 1948. Why do you hate this guy? He's the fourth. You're going to find out. All right. Uh, He's the fourth player since 1948 with 12-plus passing touchdowns and zero interceptions through four games and the third in just the last eight years. It's also the second time he's thrown 12 passing touchdowns in his first four games. It's not only shaping up to be a down... It's not shaping up to be a down year for Rodgers or the Packers, but last season was seen as such by some thanks to Rodgers throwing fewer than 30 touchdown passes and just barely breaking 4,000 yards while leading Green Bay to a 13-3 and record. When asked about the idea of possibly having a down year... In seasons past, Rodgers was refreshingly blunt. Rodgers said, every team is different. Every year is different. Rodgers said during an appearance on the Pat McAfee show, circumstances in any year which allow you to have more success or make it more difficult for success just kind of depends on the situation. It does help being in the second year for sure. I feel a lot more comfortable, but I sometimes laugh when people talk about down years for me. 
because mm-hmm. a lot of times down years for me are career years for most quarterbacks. That response drew a roar from McAfee and his crew, which also includes former Rams and Packers linebacker A.J. Hawk, to which Rodgers responded, it's just facts, bro. Ronnie would say, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that. I, I like I these mean, are the things you don't say out loud. But you do, you do. I mean, you know, you look at you look you at you do other, when you have multiple Super Bowl wins. He has one, and you know, decade ago, whatever. But who did he beat? You don't don't hate him because he, he did beat, beat the, the, the Pittsburgh don't, Steelers. Exactly. Don't hate him because he beat the Steelers, man. I hate him because of this shit. Is I mean, why he's, I hate he's him. been unlucky in in some unlucky NFC, in some NFC Championship games against the Seahawks. That was a crazy game back in was it 2014 or whatever it was. That was a crazy game. Either team could. No made one the told playoffs. your tight end to bat the ball up in the well, air on an whatever, outside kick. Whatever, whatever. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's difficult. It's 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 more difficult to win in the NFL than it is in the NBA. Or not for Tom Brady, NHL, maybe MLB. Okay, it's a whole different story. Um, not for Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> yeah, okay, bro. Ben Roethlisberger has, has, has two. <laughs> Super two. Okay, yeah, he does. But I mean, uh, that, I mean, uh, and four thousand yards very, for him is usually good. in week twelve. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he had two five thousand yard season. All of a sudden, <laughs> now every year he's throwing for the five thousand. Come on, but I mean, I don't know why you why you hate this guy. I love. I mean. I like the arrogance. I like the cockiness. I like the confidence in this guy. I mean, this is what you want. This is the guy that you want at the helm. I mean, this is your 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 franchise quarterback. He knows he's the best. He is the best, Ben. I'm a little bit of a of a. I mean, you can see the the, the what smile is this, on an my opening face. For a kiss concert? You can see the smile <laughs> on my face. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is definitely one of the best quarterbacks that I've ever seen. He can throw it on any foot. He doesn't have to be set. He could launch that ball down the field. You were making fun of his biceps last week, but it doesn't matter. He hit the, the gym once in 1995. Whatever. It was enough to launch the ball 70 yards down the field for the fail Mary. He got it. He got it there. Actually, a couple of times. There's been a couple of times where he's launched the ball down the field and, and, and got a little bit lucky. But, I mean, the way this guy moves, the way he throws the ball, I, I, I the guy's... Is is where, where's do we have any uh do we have a goat uh a goat, a goat. <laughs> like Man. a sound, like a sound effect or something I'll get a sound I effect mean, for the goat yeah I I think if 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 he had um if he had another coach in the past any any anybody else other than uh, what's his face Mike McCarthy Mike McCarthy and we see what Mike McCarthy is doing with the Cowboys Mike right Holmgren now Mike Holmgren was a little bit better he for him. was a little bit better yeah he was a little bit better but if he had other coaching even if he had better receivers I mean this guy has nobody to throw the ball to, ball to I mean he has uh, Devonte Adams but that's pretty much the only big name wide receiver that this guy has yeah just he one made of the top Jimmy five Graham. receivers in the league he made Jimmy Graham look amazing we've seen what Jimmy Graham has done after we saw what Randall Cobb has done since he's left the team but he made those guys look amazing and he's making the guys on the field right now. Look, amazing. He's a goat. Come on. I don't disagree that he has the talent. I just think he's got something going on hey, between his ears. He's this chip that he's had on his shoulder since he was drafted at a cow. Good for him. That that lets his ego get the better of him. That lets his own need to prove himself get the better of him, especially in big games, in moments when he needs to let the team perform as a team. He tries to take charge. He make you know he makes play calls at the line that aren't the best choices in the moment in a in a way that ends up backfiring on the team. I think just his ego He's got a big ego. Is but I think it also is coupled with this insecurity and chip on his shoulder that doesn't serve him well. It's the eye rolls, it's the weird head shakes, hey, I mean, it's hey. the audibles that don't make any sense. We've it's, seen that. it's trying to fit a ball in, the, in in a situation where you don't need to be fitting the ball in there. We've seen that with greatness before. We have. Michael Jordan. We have, but he's got six jerk. titles. 
I, he does. Kobe Bryant also a little six, bit of drugs too. Six. He had five, but I mean, you know, it's, it's yeah. But, I, but I, the one way, one word, I, the word I would never use to describe Kobe Bryant is insecure. No, and no, I would no. use that to, to describe Aaron Rodgers. Highly arrogant and a big ego. Yeah, I but, think I think there's a lot of insecurity in this statement. Also, right here. I mean, I mean, football is such a team sport. You don't have five guys out there. You have to have everybody out there playing as a team and they never put the best defense around him. They never put the best receivers around him. They never put the best running back in the backfield, but he still continues to succeed. Yeah. He's had a very Peyton Manning like career. And that's the best analog I can come up with for, for Aaron Rodgers. And Peyton Manning never had a great defense, never had a particularly great running game. And he won one. And he won one Super Colts. Bowl. And, and, and then the Colts he had an amazing defense with Denver. Yeah. Perennially. You know, below that, the salary cap, the second Super Bowl for Peyton Manning wasn't because of Peyton Manning. It was because of no, that. anybody could have won yeah. that. But you and I could have won that Super Bowl. Yeah. Not against the Seahawks. But. No, not the Seahawks uh, Super Bowl, yeah, but yeah. the one that you, I mean, it was, it was, you know, against the Panthers. That defense was amazing. Lights out. And, and that's something that Aaron Rodgers has not had. If they actually put, you know, parts around this guy, if, 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 if Green Bay's management was smart enough to do that with the talent that he has, they could definitely have multiple Super Bowl. So it's not all on Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. He's amazing. Ben, I know you don't like him. I do. But I know I, lo- I, I respect his play. I just think that if he could get out of his own head yeah. a little bit more, he might find a little bit more success, especially in the playoffs. And, you know, I mean, everyone everyone knows this. He doesn't need to announce it. And that's what tells me there's a little bit of an insecurity there. It, it, no one's questioning Aaron Rodgers' talent. Yeah. Maybe I am. But <laughs> I don't question his talent, and I don't. I've never heard anyone question his talent. Uh, but somehow, some way, he still believes there are some doubters out there on his talent, and the fact that he still there, believes that there are not on his talent, <laughs> on his psychological makeup and his decision making. Hey, so but he believes if there are Carson some doubters. Wentz, out if there. Carson Wentz is a little more arrogant, I'd be more happy with Carson Wentz. Instead, he's like, "Well, we'll try to fix things next week. See how things go." It's like, come on, just be like, "Hey, I'm the best. I'm gonna be the fucking best." That's it. Yeah, I don't disagree <laughs> with that. You know, come up with somebody to hate. I mean, maybe Aaron Rodgers needs someone to hate. Maybe he needs a you know to pick someone in every game that he wants to you know embarrass and go yeah, out and there, embarrass. There, that there guy. were wide receivers to pick in the first round this year for Green Bay. They went out and they picked Love. Well, you got that a thirty-eight year old quarterback. Well, look at Roethlisberger's. How old is he? I, but what was I saying? Why don't you? What, what, I was screaming for them to draft know, a quarterback. I know, and I'm, I'm I'm sure Aaron Rodgers was screaming for them to pick a first round wide receiver, some talent for him to throw the ball to. Yeah, they could have traded up and got C.D. Lamb. Yeah, you know they there were other guys out there. There's a lot. Of, I mean, this wide receiver class was 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 excellent. Huge. I don't even know what the fuck the Eagles were thinking. <laughs> but you know, you know, Rieger was out. Well, you yeah, got Rigor well, was yeah, out Rager, there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steeler picked up uh, Chase Claypool Rager is, Rager is Claypool was right available now. when the Packers picked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I believe there were there were people. I mean, they they definitely could have moved up, and it they just don't put the talent around this guy. So Roger, I'd be I'd be pissed off too. Franny's love affair with Aaron Rodgers continues. <laughs> Uh, I, I just want to make sure everyone knows that I am never questioning Aaron Rodgers' talent, just <laughs> his insecurity, disclaimer, the, chip that, he, the chip that he carries on his shoulder and the effect that it has on the outcome of games. But, you know, he, he's uh, he's definitely a leader of that team. You can tell. I mean, with the guys out there, they do respect this guy. Oh, and, for sure. And and I would I, I would respect him, too, if I was out there. And, and he's, he's throwing to, like, these tight ends that you've almost, you never hear these guys. And he's throwing to these guys. And he's yeah. making him look like, like you know, Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl caliber players. Even I will say this. Not. Anyone that can make Jimmy Graham look like he belongs to be playing in the NFL. That was a nice catch by Jimmy Graham. Was, yeah, Zone, the way, Jimmy, on Jimmy, Thursday. Yeah, but whatever. One I mean, like he, a long he's, time. Been, he's been essentially on, you know, public assistance in the NFL. The fact that he continues to get these jobs and these contracts. Mm-hmm. He was absolute garbage in Seattle. 
He was absolute garbage. Uh, I can't remember where he where he first landed after Seattle. Did he go directly to Green Bay or he went somewhere else? I think it was. I think he went. Uh, I think he went straight to Green Bay afterward. Yeah, I, but I, he uh, needed Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers to make him look, you know, decent. Yeah, I just yeah. don't. You know, I, I just think Jimmy Graham is is highly overrated. Yeah. Uh, He's also in the in the Wylak category yeah. <laughs> of yards lost after catch ever since he left. Let me look at New Jimmy. Orleans. Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. Let's see his history here. One I'm just so angry second. with him when he yeah. played in Seattle. Oh, no, Saints, Seahawks, Green Bay, Chicago. I mean, so, I mean, even with, you know, with Green Bay, it was, yeah, it was, he made him look good. He was good. He did. And good they enough. gave him a bunch of money. They did. They did. In desperation, instead of drafting someone, they went out and gave Jimmy Graham a bunch yeah. of money. He could look he could be better. All right, Franny. That's it for the NFL news. What's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, we have a shout out to our new and loyal listeners out there. Yes. Thank you all to our new listeners. So many of you from all over the world. We truly, truly appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, thank you also to the listeners that have been with us for a long time. We truly, truly value your support. Since 2018, we have been a show about football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. We are coming up on our two-year anniversary next month in November. Since you're listening tonight, tomorrow, whenever you're listening to the show, please consider heading to our website, thirstygold.busprout.com, or search Thursday Gold Podcast on the web and subscribe, rate, and review. How many stars on that rating, Franny? Five stars, Ben. Hit that five-star review button, especially on Apple Podcasts. Please tell a friend, a family member, a coworker, a stranger, just one person that you know or even that you don't know. That is your homework assignment for this week. Get somebody out there. Tell them about our show. Get their phone. Get their tablet. Get their desktop. Whatever they're using to listen to podcasts and put our podcast in their podcatcher. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is our NFL Week 4 recap. All right, folks. We'll be right back with our NFL Week 4 recap. All right, and we are back with our NFL Week 4 recap. Can you believe it? We're already into Week <laughs> You've been saying that since five. Week 1. Yes, Ben, I can believe it. Well, I didn't actually think we'd get football this year, so every well, week is a... I mean, we got a week's not, We got games next Tuesday. We got Steelers, yeah, Steelers. playing a, you know, with an off week in Week 4. Now yep. I'm going to play in Week 7, and it won't be the last mix-up that we have, but just so happy to have Something. four weeks of football going into the fifth week without any major problems. Mm-hmm. Not too many interruptions. No. Which so is nice. It's it's just, I'm enthusiastic about it. <laughs> can uh, you believe it? Can you believe it? Uh, did we talk about the Monday night game? We didn't, did we? Uh, the Chiefs-Ravens game. We did not talk about that one. Chiefs 34, Ravens 20. Did we? I can't remember if we did. I but there's not much to talk about. Oh, that was that was not much, not much to talk about. <laughs> not much to talk about in this one. I mean, the the Ravens are definitely not on the same level as as uh, Kansas City. Uh, did you think they would be? Uh, I thought they, I thought it would be a little bit closer. I mean, the, the 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 final score doesn't really show how much ahead the Kansas City Chiefs are above the AFC. Every team, not yeah. not just the Ravens, who were, you know, a, a, a Super Bowl front runner, uh, but I mean, you know, the Chiefs are head and shoulders above everybody in, in the in the division. Ben, I'm sorry for you. I know, <laughs> I and, really and Lamar bad. Jackson voicing feel... his concerns and frustrations about the offense after this game, uh, with Patrick Mahomes throwing for 385 yards and four count them four touchdowns in the game. Also had a touchdown 
on the ground. McCole Hartman with a touchdown. Tyreek Hill with a touchdown. Anthony Sherman with a touchdown. Eric Fisher with a touchdown. Uh, this was, I think, the marquee game of the season so far, at least. Uh, but Jam- Lamar Jackson with 97 yards and a TD in I the think game. Maybe we did talk about this one because I remember talking about how sad those numbers were for Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that is true. Uh, what's today? Today is the tenth. Yeah, so we, we probably talked. Yeah, yeah we, we probably talked, did we, talk, we, about we did talk about that one. But it was pretty sad performance. That is true. So yeah, so I think we Broncos Jets that Thursday night game on 10-1. We probably already talked about that mm-hmm. one. And so we're gonna start up. Saints, Lions. What do you think about that one? Saints 35, Lions 29, Saints 2 and 2, Detroit 1 and 3. Detroit had another lead in mm-hmm, this game mm-hmm. that they completely I, you were, blew. You were texting me in this one, Ben, early in the morning. You're like, look at the Detroit Lions. Oh, uh, why and, did I do and, that? And, and they it's, like, looked... it's like, look at the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> they looked pretty decent for a second there. But yeah, they're they're just not a very good football team right yeah, now. But why do you think they keep imploding? They get—I mean, I think they had a lead in every game they played oh, yeah. this year. Yeah, it's 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 Detroit. I mean, they, they're cursed. They're, I think I think they're just cursed. I mean, it's just not. It's that's just the way it is. If you're a Detroit fan, if you're the Detroit Lions, you're just cursed. You're gonna be bad forever. You're the Clippers. Ugh, it's too bad. Drew Brees, nineteen to twenty-five for two hundred forty-six yards and two count them. Two touchdowns in the game with an interception as well. Kamara, not surprisingly, with a touchdown on the ground. Latavius Murray off the scrap heap with two touchdowns on the ground. Traquan Smith with two touchdowns through the air. Uh, let's look at Matthew Stafford. Uh, 17 of 31 for 206 yards. Three count them. Three touchdowns. One interception. Not yeah. bad. I mean, it's, it's a game that I didn't watch too much of. I mean, I saw early on when the trailer yeah, was up. I turned I was it kinda, back and I saw that I the, the Saints excited. had a lead. And then, yeah, and then, you know, the Saints kind of took over that game. 21 points in the second quarter of that game mm-hmm. after a touchdown in the first quarter of that game, beating up on the or the Saints, beating up on the Lions. Turned it around pretty quickly. Matt Patricia says they can turn it around. Nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chargers, Buccaneers, the Chargers 31, Bucks 38, Tampa Bay at that point. Uh, was three and one. Chargers one and three. Mm-hmm. Friday, what do you think about the Buccaneers winning a squeaker? Yeah, no, against I, I, I mean, the Chargers. I've, I've been impressed with Justin Herbert. But for that idiotic call in the first half of that game yeah. by Anthony Lynn, yeah, this but, game could have went another way. But I've been, I, I've, I've really been impressed with Justin Herbert. I mean, um, yeah, I'm not sure what's going on in the mind of some of these coaches that are not starting their rookie quarterbacks that are drafted very high. I mean, you know, twenty for twenty five, you know, two hundred ninety yards, three touchdowns, one interception. I mean, those are pretty impressive numbers uh, for a guy that didn't know he was starting until last week. Basically, I mean, you know, he took over uh, from Tyrod Taylor. Uh, he's he's that's pretty impressive. Those are some good yeah. numbers right there for a young quarterback. And Anthony Lynn was left with no choice this week but to name Justin Herbert the starter going forward. I'm sure it was difficult for him, but as far as I know, Tyrod Herbert, Taylor couldn't breathe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Herbert, three touchdowns and an INT on 290 yards. Uh, Jalen Guaitan with a TD through the air. Tyron Johnson with a TD through the air. Donald Parnum with a TD through the air. Pretty pedestrian numbers for Brady here. Really? 30 of 46 are they, are they for 369 yards. Five touchdowns? Maybe not. Nah, those are very pedestrian But another, <laughs> another five <laughs> touchdown game for Tom Brady. He usually with, throws 10 touchdowns in this pick, game. It was only five. 
<laughs> That's true. With one pick in the game, uh, all the TDs came through the air. Mike Evans with a touchdown. Scott Miller with a yeah, touchdown. OJ Howard out for the Mike year. Mike Evans with a few more yards. He's not, you know, two receptions, two yards, yeah. two touchdowns. Uh, but but losing your f- losing OJ Howard for the year. Oh yeah, that's that's a huge loss. And uh, you know we saw Rob Gronkowski is not the same Rob Gronkowski that he was in New England. At least not yet. Maybe he's still getting back into shape, but he has not looked like the same kind of guy. No, I think he's cashing checks. Yeah, yeah. But this was, I mean, this game, but for those mistakes that the Chargers made in the first half, I think this game could potentially have gone the Chargers way. So the Buccaneers, we thought they were going to start rolling. I thought they were going to start rolling. They look like they might be struggling. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we got another, we got a huge miraculous situation to describe here. Franny's, Franny's favorite sound effect. Joe Burrow gets his first win. Bengals win 33 to 25 over the Jags. Bengals one, two, and one. Jags fall to one and three. What say you about Joe Burrow getting his first win in the NFL? He's also been very impressive. Actually, he's the real deal. I think the Bengals really chose the right quarterback. Um, Better than the Red Rider? He's good. He's good. You know, actually, he, he 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 might uh, he might be moving up on my Mount Rushmore. I mean, you know, Dalton after after four games, he looks pretty good. I, I'm very impressed with this kid. Um, I mean, obviously, this is his first win. He's had some rookie mistakes. He doesn't have the best team right now to play on. Um, but he doesn't. I mean, he he makes mistakes, but he doesn't make as many as you would think he would. Yeah, I mean, he's he's yeah. he's he's a solid, smart football player, and it shows. I mean, against the Eagles. He actually out. I mean, he outdueled Carson Wentz in that one. Carson Wentz has been in the league for five years. Um, I mean, he Justin Herbert has been great, but Joe Burrow is the real deal. Yeah, twenty five of thirty six for three hundred yards and a TD, one interception in the game. Joe Mixon with two TDs on the ground. Joe Mixon with a TD through the air. Huge day for Joe Mixon getting the win for Joe Burrow. Gardner Minshew continues to struggle. Uh, he's, he's been quietly good though. Yeah, I mean, I like I like the they mustache. Don't have a very good, they, don't, they don't have a very good team out no, there, they do and not. he's actually playing pretty well. Uh, Twenty-seven to forty, three hundred fifty-one yards to count them. Two touchdowns, one interception. Uh, but DJ Clark with a touchdown or two touchdowns through the air. Miles Jack hey, with James a TD O'Shaughnessy. on the defense. James O'Shaughnessy with one interception, twenty-six yards. <laughs> I don't. Who is James O'Shaughnessy? I have my own whiskey. <laughs> I've never heard of him. I have my own scotch. He's gonna drink the proper twelve <laughs> after the game. You know he deserves it. He deserves it with a you know with a twenty six yard reception there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I too have been yeah, impressed. He put up twenty six yards on the board. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no touchdowns, but it was a good catch. I like and I drank a pint of Guinness better. afterwards. It was warm, and I liked it. I'm not sure where you're going with that <laughs> with that accent. But <laughs> my accents are terrible. Yeah, As fans of the show will know, but congratulations to Joe Burrow getting that first win, looking like the AFC or the AFC North is going to be more competitive, I think, than a lot of people thought coming into this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, NFC East, what I wouldn't give to be in that division <laughs> right now. Uh, next up, Vikings getting off the schneid, beating up on the hapless Texans, 31-23. to What say you, Franny? Kirk Cousins gets his first win of the year. I mean, this was a shocking result. I, I, I expected the Houston uh, Texans to win this one, and uh, I chose them last week to do it because the Vikings look bad. Yeah, I mean the Vikings they, did, they look pretty I mean, they terrible. Looked, they, they did look terrible. Bunch of picks in the game in the I mean, last game. Dalvin Cook. Look at those numbers right Just there. Give Dalvin Cook carries, the ball. 30 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. I mean, the, he he was he was fucking good in this game. 
Yeah, Kirk, motherfucking cousin, 16 to 22 for 260. Not the most impressive. And a touchdown, but you probably yes. should have held on to Diggs. Yeah. Probably don't. Probably should don't not have traded Diggs off to the great white north in Buffalo. Uh, Adam Thielen, the lone receiver on his team. Uh, Justin Jefferson actually quietly looking pretty good with 103 yards there. Uh, but Adam Thielen came through with a TD in the game. Uh, Deshaun Watson again has a pretty good game, but his team just can't overcome. Uh, the defense, the defense giving up too many points in this one, 20 of 33 for 300 yards and to count them, two touchdowns, Will Fuller, Will Fuller, one touchdown, Kenny Stills with a touchdown in the game. But this was the game that led ultimately to Bill O'Brien's termination. Mm -hmm. And it's about time. Maybe they did on purpose. Lost the game on purpose? Yeah, on purpose. (laughs) Just to get rid of (laughs) O'Brien. I would have. You lose as many games as you need to to get rid of Bill (laughs) O'Brien. Uh, next up, the Seahawks at the Dolphins. The Seahawks uh, in a squeaker for some strange reason. They were, over the always, Dolphins. Always has to be a squeaker. The Seahawks fall to 4-0, and the Dolphins fall to 1-3. But what do you think about the Seahawks letting Miami stay in this game? Yeah, they hung around in this game. I didn't expect them to uh, to hang around as long as they did. I mean, it came down to the, uh, the fourth quarter in this one. Um, but it's scripted, Ben. I mean, I, I, was, I was texting you and Sonia. I mean, for Seahawks fans out there, you have to have a really strong heart <laughs> because every single it's, week, it, it's for no and for no good like reason. Palpitations, you know. It's it's. Uh, I and I have I have there, there's 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 no explanation game, for it. It's they like should they have, have crushed the Dolphins. They have the lead and they just start doing stupid things out there. It's 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 like um, it's like Pete Carroll's like playing Madden or something. He's just yeah. trying to like play all these weird plays that he wouldn't play against other teams, but for some reason he did against the Dolphins. I, I have no. I, it's just. Inexplicable, Ben. It's, it is in, inexplicable. inexplicable. That's 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 a great way to say it. But well, you know, Russell Wilson, a very pedestrian day for him. Twenty-four of thirty-four for three sixty. No, Aaron Rodgers. Two count him. Yeah, he's better than Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> two touchdowns, one pick in the game. Chris Carson with two touchdowns on eighty yards. David Moore with a touchdown. Travis Homer with a touchdown. Nice touchdown through the air. Uh, pick six in this game as well. Uh, Dolphins. I just don't know what to make of this team. I don't know why they're not starting to a Hagavailoa. That makes no sense. Uh, but Fitzpatrick, pretty, you know, you know, for him, you know, would have liked to throw in a touchdown there. 29 of 45 for 315 and no touchdowns. Two huge interceptions in the game. He did have a touchdown on the ground, which is something that is always fun to watch. Uh, you know, I just don't know what to make of this Dolphins team and why they're not starting to a Hagavailoa at this point. Mm-hmm. Makes no sense. Oh, next up, Franny. Hmm. The surprise of the week. Take it away. It Cleveland really? Browns 49, Actually, Dallas Cowboys 38, Browns at 3-1, and one, and the Cowboys at 1-3. and three. I mean, they had a huge lead in this game. I mean, the Browns completely blew them Blew out them at 24 points in the second the quarter. But then the Cowboys came back like they, get, like they did against the Falcons. But Odell Beckham said, fuck no. I remember you from the NFC East. I'm that was a beautiful that. play, that was nice. man. That was nice. That was, I mean, that, that is... You know, one of the best plays of the season so far. That's one of his best plays of his career. Uh, just do that to the Cowboys. And I know he loved that. Yeah. And I'll say that the Cowboys offense, you know, the defense is probably the worst Cowboys defense they've had in my, yeah. with all in, the my big names. in my memory, at least. With all the big name players that they have on that team, the supposed big name players. I mean, there's, you know, because there's a, a blue star on the side of your helmet doesn't mean you're a big name player, but, you know, the media makes them out to be these like sort of 
big name players, and they're really not. I mean, it's it's it could be Mike McCarthy, it could be Mike McCarthy also. But man, that was great to watch. And I I was scared. I was nervous. Bit. I'm like, holy shit, what is with this Cleveland team? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ben, you got to worry about that. But I mean, I will I will give Dak Prescott and that offense credit. They are relentless. In all of these games, they have come back and tried their best to overcome the shortcomings of the defense. And they have done a, I mean, Prescott and that offense have done a great job at trying to overcome the defense. And they are relentless. They don't give up. So I will give them credit for that. Uh, but the Browns, 49 points mm-hmm. putting up on Big D. Mike McCarthy obviously upset after the game. <laughs> uh, Baker Mayfield with two touchdowns on only 165 yards. Uh, Beckham had that huge, huge touchdown on the ground on that trick play. Uh, Kareem Hunt with two touchdowns on the ground on 70, 71 or 71 yards. Beckham with 81 yards and two TDs through the air. But look at Prescott's numbers: 41 of 58 for 502 yards for count them four touchdowns. And an interception in the game in the loss. 502 yards, four touchdowns, sounds, and a loss. Sounds like last season, too. A lot of garbage yards in there. Yeah. I mean, 100. Like we're down by 21 points. Let's start throwing the ball around. Yeah. I mean, Amari Cooper with a, with a touchdown on 134 yards. CD Lamb, you know, another receiver that could have potentially went to Green <laughs> Bay with 79 yards and two touchdowns. Dalton Schultz with a touchdown in the game as well. But this, this is shaping up to be a really bad year for the Dallas Cowboys so far. And it's got to bring some happiness to your heart, at least with the Eagles playing poorly. At least the Dallas Cowboys are playing poorly as well. Everybody's playing poorly in that division. But that is, I don't think anyone could have conceivably expected that mm-hmm. result. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, another result that surprised, well, definitely surprised me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyler Murray and the Cardinals lose to the Panthers 31 to 21. Cardinals season started out so well. Uh, now they're down at two and two, and the Panthers also at two and two. What do you think about this one? Didn't didn't I was surprised th- th- too. I, I I chose Arizona in this one. I mean, they were very impressive the first two weeks uh, of the season. I mean, two and zero, oh, and and Kyler Murray. I mean, he still had three touchdowns in this game. One hundred thirty three yards. You know, he's great on the ground. I mean, six carries, seventy eight uh, yards. Um, but uh, it was it was it was shocking. It was, it was a result that I did not expect at all. Yeah, Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins, with only forty one yards on seven. Receptions, Chase Edmonds with a touchdown, Christian Kirk with a touchdown, Murray probably leads the league and or leads the team in rushing with a 78 yard day. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, who I've always liked, 26 of 37 for 276 yards, two count them, two touchdowns and one interception in the game. Mike Davis with a touchdown on the ground, Teddy Bridgewater with a touchdown on the ground, Reggie Bonifon with a touchdown through the air, and Ian Thomas with a touchdown through the air. Never heard of those guys. Not for one second. Uh, but what do you think about the Cardinals? No, I mean, <laughs> is he? Uh, I, I think he's pretty well known <laughs> in Carolina. I have his jersey. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they started out two and zero. I, along with a lot of other people, had pretty high hopes and expectations for the card or for the Cardinals. But it looks mm-hmm. like their season is yeah. not going to go as planned. I mean, we're not giving Teddy Bridgewater enough credit, too. I mean, th- I mean, he was five and zero last year with the yeah. Saints. Exactly. So we'll see how the Panthers do at two and two. That's that's also pretty impressive for them. To be at that record right now, yeah, I, just, I expected them to be. They go into this game. I expected them to come out three and one. Oh, and one and three, or uh, three. Oh, yeah, to win this game and be three and one. Yeah, wait, what? They're two and two. So if they won, they'd be three and one. If they lost this one, one and three. Oh no, if they won, they won. If they won, oh, oh, the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. About. Oh, no, the Cardinals. Okay, yeah. Panthers. Oh, okay, never mind. We're the not on the same page here. 
Uh, next up, Ravens and the Washington uh, football yeah. team. Not much to talk about here. This is the game that sent Haskins to the bench, thirty-one to seventeen. Ravens go to three and one. Washington falls to one and three. But Jackson with one hundred ninety-three yards, two count them, two touchdowns and an interception in the game. He's still frustrated with the offense, but as Friday said, not much to see here. Yeah. Just drive by this accident. Don't bottleneck on the freeway, <laughs> please. Uh, next up, a game that. I think both Ronnie and I expected a to be blowout. a blowout. The New York Giants and the Rams. The Rams winning seventeen to nine. Rams going to three and one. Giants falling to zero oh and four. But I expected. I think Franny also at home. The Rams to beat them up. Yeah, it was pretty bad. The the Giants hung around. I was I was worried there for a I'm second. I'm impressed with the Giants uh, so far, and no, even no, with their I, losses, I have not been impressed with them. <laughs> but no, it, but better than I expected them to play, given all the injuries, especially with Saquon going down. They hung around in this they, game. They, they, they did hang around, but they haven't really impressed me this season. I mean, in this game, they did impress me just a bit. Uh, I didn't expect them to uh, hang around with the Rams as long as they did, and it came down to uh, you know it's that last touchdown at the uh, at the end of the game. Um, but you know, I, I, it was it was shocking. It was a shocking result. I expected it to be like thirty-five to nine, not seventeen to nine in this one. Yeah, but look at the. I mean, look at that freaking NFC East. Oh, <laughs> Giants, zero and four. Daniel Jones. Oh, my goodness. 23 of 36 for 190 yards and an interception. Jared Goff, another pedestrian game, 25 of 32 for 200 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Gerald Everett with a touchdown on the ground. Cooper Cup, of course, with a touchdown through the air. But that NFC East, man, it just goes from bad to worse as you Mm -hmm. go down those standings. It's ugly over there. It's not pretty. It's not pretty. I mean, if I was a soccer fan, they would be, uh, what do they, what'd you call it? They'd be uh, relegated. Relegated, yep. They're going to call up another team to take the place of the New York Giants next year. Giants will be hoping for a promotion sometime in the next few years. I don't know how any of that works. Uh, Next up, Bills, Raiders. The Bills hold on and come back in the fourth quarter, beating or holding on and beating the Raiders to go to 4-0, Raiders go to 2-2. Franny, what do you think about this one? I will will not say anything negative about Josh Allen anymore. I've said a lot of bad things. Well, about we haven't gotten to the Allen. playoffs yet. I know, I know, but he has impressed this season. And I said and he got I injured said, and came back in I, his game. He did, and I said Aaron Rodgers is the MVP so far this season. Him and Russell Wilson, both you know, eh. top contenders right now. Eh. But Josh Allen, he's been excellent this season, and I, I, I actually, I, I think I may have chosen the Raiders in this one last weekend, but uh, the Bills at four and zero, they are the new powerhouse in that division. Yeah, it's shocking. I mean, I mean, After Allen, New England, so many years. Yeah, I mean, he got hurt in the game. I think sometime in the second quarter. I could be wrong on uh, when that happened, but he comes back twenty-four of thirty-four for two hundred eighty-eight yards and two count them, two touchdown. But Singletary finally trying to put it together over there, fifty-six yards and a touchdown. Josh Allen with a touchdown on the ground. I think that was a QB sneak. Cole Beasley, another guy that they got on the cheap that the Cowboys could have kept. And Gabriel Davis with a touchdown. Stefan Diggs with 115 yards, 19.2 average in the game. Golly gee, I think the Vikings <laughs> would like to have him. Uh, Derek Carr, again, pretty efficient. 32 of 44, 311 yards and two. Count them, two touchdowns. But the Raiders just can't seem to get out of their own way. But I, I agree with Friday. The Bills look for they, they look they'll, like potentially the second best team in the AFC. Yeah, they look good. They're, they're impressive. I didn't expect them to be this good this early in the season. But Allen is launching a long ball with mm-hmm. accuracy. Mm-hmm. He's able to continue to, to create plays with his legs, and he's also 
not making the poor decisions that he made last year, and especially the poor decisions that he made in the playoffs. Yep. It is impressive. I mean, to launch that ball 60, 70 yards yeah, down the field. He's, he's definitely made a huge jump from last year to this year. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, of all the teams that we could, Steelers could potentially lose to, if it has to be the Bills, then it has to be the Bills. Hopefully not. But I hope it's not uh, <laughs> Kansas City. But I could live with the Bills if I had to. Uh, next up, Colts at Bears. Colts 19, Bears 11. Colts moving up to 3-1. and one. Bears also at 3-1. and one. Kind of an unexpected outcome here. Mm-hmm. I expected there to be more points scored in this game. Uh, well, they, but, I mean, both teams have top defenses. Yeah. I mean, right now the Colts have the best defense in the league, which is pretty impressive. They got a lot of money on that defense. They, 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 they do. Um, and, and and it was it was basically a, a defensive performance for both teams. I mean, uh, Nick Foles didn't do very well. I mean, look at Philip Rivers' numbers here, 16 for 29, 190 yards and a touchdown. I mean, it was it was a defensive battle in this one. And, uh, you know, for both teams, I mean, for the Colts to be 3-1, and one, and right now uh, Chicago, because of uh, the Thursday night game, 4-1. and one. Um, Are they 3-1? 3-1. 3-1. Yeah, 3-1. Okay, never mind. They updated it. Okay. But um, I still expected Chicago to win this one. I think I chose Chicago last week. Yeah, I mean, what I don't understand is, the, I mean, the Bear, I mean, I was thinking about it, right? And I don't think the Bears have had a quarterback in my lifetime. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm 49 years old, and I know Jim McMahon won a. You're how old? He, then? 49. <laughs> he won a Super Bowl with one of the best team, one of the best all around teams, easily in the history of the NFL. Uh, but Jim McMahon was not a particularly good quarterback, and I don't think they've had a single decent quarterback for any stretch of time, as long as I've been on this planet. And they continue to put good defenses together, but for some reason they just can't get a decent offense on the field. And it's too bad because this defense is playing well. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Nick Foles, 26 of 42 for 249 yards and one touchdown and one interception in this game. Uh, But I think the Bears have a chance to compete potentially for that division if they can get something going on offense. The Colts look stronger than we expected, I think. Yeah, Yeah. Very strong defense. Oh, here we go. Next up, the win of the week. Frane, <laughs> take it away. 25 to 20. The Eagles beat Super Bowls. Last year, Super Bowl loser, 25 to 20. Eagles go to 1, 2, and 1. Niners go to 2 and 2. Take it away, Frane. Number one team in the, in the NFC, NFC East. East with a terrible record. 1, 2, and 1. I mean, the division is, is, is it's a despicable division, really. Despicable division, and there but, is a shot. But, it's, 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 I, I, despicable I, 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 is a pretty strong word, do I need to but look I didn't up, say anything negative about uh, any, you said it's a particular team the entire in the division. division. That uh, is a shot. Oh, maybe. All right. No, okay, that is fine, fine. I'll take a shot. But I mean, you know, thank you, Mullins, for throwing that pick oh six. God, at the, that I was have awesome. no idea what the hell he was looking at, but he threw it right to the linebacker. I think Shanahan actually had him out of the game before the uh, linebacker yeah, right, hit right. the end zone. I, I think so. He just yanked Mullins out of the game, put him, put him Bethard, and, and Bethard drove him down the field. It was and a 50 a yard penalty on Shanahan for a horse collar, horse collar <laughs> tackle of his own quarterback. <laughs> but it, it was. Um, I mean, it was it was it was a close one. It was a nail biter, and it was closer than it needed to be at the end of the game. I mean, the the Eagles hung on at the end with the third string quarterback at the helm before the Niners, but everybody chose the Niners in this one. Well, I mean, it's pretty safe. 
Well, okay. All right. But I mean, they have so many injuries themselves. I mean, they're playing with a backup quarterback. I mean, at least the Eagles have their starting quarterback. And even Wentz didn't play that, is that well. What he, he threw it to Fulgham or Fulgham, Fulham, whatever that guy's name is. I have no Fulgham. idea who that guy is. Fulgham. It was a nice lofted pass to the back of the Travis end zone. Travis Fulgham. It was, it was, it was one of Wentz's nicest throws in years. I mean, you know, that's, that's like a, you know, the typical throw you'd see from Wilson like three or four times at a game. But for nice, for Carson, nice air underneath for, that for ball. Carson Wentz, just throw it up there to a guy that he hasn't had that much practice time with I mean that was a beautiful touchdown it was great to watch and uh you know I'm happy with the win and the Eagles are number one but still the division is so bad yep that's a shot the uh but yeah they, they ran a stat I think in bleeding green nation I think it might have been bleeding green nation which is an Eagles blog uh that Wentz actually outperforms his numbers, his average numbers significantly when throwing to receivers that he has very little experience <laughs> throwing the ball to, which is an odd statistic. Uh, Greg Ward last year, bunch of guys this year. Uh, you know, he he seems to uh, enjoy throwing the ball to people he doesn't know. Yeah, I know. It seems like, you know, Greg Ward, he didn't have too much practice time with last year. And he was, you know, they were pretty much on the same page this year. <laughs> Not just so load up on practice squad yeah, guys and just, put, and just put rotate them, them through. Put them out there. You know, it makes sense to me. Just go it to the works. arena league and get some guys and whatever works for Carson Wentz. Let's do it. All right. A little bit of a, what is this? The grapefruit? Uh, strawberry. The bird dog strawberry. Oh, this smell very good. Yeah. That's pretty uh, good. I don't but think Carson I said, Wentz. I don't think I said anything negative. No, you just been bad mouthing the NFC East the entire podcast, but yeah, that's <laughs> true. You haven't said anything negative at all. Uh, Carson Wentz, 18 of 28 for 193 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, had a touchdown on the ground. Give him some credit. Give him some props there. No, yeah, no, I like I like the fact that he's running out of the pocket a little bit more yeah. than he was um, compared to last year. He's definitely, you know, taking off and running like the old Carson Wentz that we saw. He just needs to work on his accuracy. There's been, there was a couple of passes there, screen passes where he underthrew the receiver. Sometimes he'll overthrow the receiver. Throw behind the receiver. I mean, he really has to work on his accuracy and his mechanics. Um, but, uh, you know, he did what he needed to do in this game. But, you know, credit to the defense. Also, a bunch of sacks in this one. Um, but also was not against the greatest quarterbacks. So That's true. Uh, but the Eagles version of Rudy, uh, Travis Fulgham with a huge touchdown in the game. Uh, Nick Mullins with 200 yards, two interceptions, that beautiful pick six. And C.J. Beathard was yeah, brought in to mop up 14 of 19 for 138 look yards. At, I mean, George Kittle is fucking I mean, you, amazing. George Kittle, he, he, he George Kittle is fucking him. amazing, man. You I mean, this guy, I mean, wants, that's yak. Yeah. Yak all the way. I can't believe that, like, you know, Zach Ertz just doesn't go home every night and just watch <laughs> tape of George Kittle. I, that, that, I mean, I mean he, you can't was, bring him down. He was a, I mean, look at his numbers: fifteen receptions for 183 yards. I'd like to see how many and, of those were after yards the catch. Yeah, exactly. But he was amazing. But twelve point two yards, uh, easily you know, and, the best tight end in the league right now. But it's just, I mean, to watch guys try to bring him mm-hmm. down, but the unsuccessfully, way he fights, the way he fights defenders and just like bowls them over. I mean, it is impressive, and it looks like he has fun doing it too. You know, he's like, get the fuck off me. I mean, he's, he's just, he's just, he's just amazing. That's what a tight end should be, right? Yeah, there. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, I wonder if he's going to end up like Gronk. You know, thirty-two years old, hey, I and mean, with your body so beat up at thirty-two, yeah, uh, that you could barely play. But it'll be a hell of a ride until then. Mm-hmm. But he, I mean, he is an amazing tight end. I think there's any team in the league would be thrilled. Yeah, some of those plays were amazing. I mean, I, I was, I mean, it was against the Eagles, but I was impressed with what he was doing. Yeah, you can't. It's, it's. I mean, every time he catches the ball. 
Yeah. You know, if I'm rooting for the team that they're playing, it's it's a nail biter every time he touches it. Yeah. Defenders don't want to bring him down. Uh, next up, the Patriots, the once great Patriots go down to the Chiefs 26 to 10. Patriots fall into two and two. Chiefs, two years in a row at four and oh. Franny, what do you think of this one? Um, the I mean, more no, Patriots and Brian Hoyer. No Cam Newton in this one. You know, no Cam Newton. Um, he was diagnosed with uh, COVID, so he wasn't unable to play. Um, but I, I, I I'm think sure he's still uh, dressed for the game. Uh, I, probably. <laughs> he was. He was. Yeah. You know, he was dressed the he way. He's a special usually, hat for the games you know, where he's on the bench. Um, or a scarf or whatever. Um, uh, but you know, he's he's. I, I think if he played in this one, it, it might have been a little bit closer. I, th- I mean, Kansas City did did struggle a little bit. I mean, they, you know, they they pulled it yeah, out at did. the end. Uh, you know, New England actually their defense played pretty well in this one, but kind of um, boring game actually. It, it was for actually, most of the game. It was actually really boring. It was it was one that I was excited for, but not too much excitement there. Yeah, but Hoyer gets yanked. Uh, bring in Jared Stidham, who probably should have started the game. Yeah, he had two interceptions, but you know, I think if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna. You know, if your if your starter can't go, you know your second, you know your second string guy who should be Jared Stidham should have started this game. Uh, you know, as Franny mentioned, Mahomes did not have a particularly good game. Nineteen to twenty nine for two hundred thirty six yards and two count them, two touchdowns, no touchdowns on the ground. But Tyreek Hill, of course, with a touchdown. Mikael Hartman with a touchdown and a few touchdowns on the KC defense due to the primarily due to the. Patriots offense. Uh, but what do you think about the Patriots chances this year now that they're down there at two and two with that Bills team that clearly is the, you know, is the best team in that division? Are the Patriots going to have to go on the road in the playoffs potentially and get to the Super Bowl in a way they're not accustomed to? They will not get to the Super Bowl, Ben. <laughs> That's it's not going to happen this year. It's, it's just Are not going to happen. Do I hear you doubting Bill I know, Belichick I don't know. over there? I, I know, I know, I know. I told myself a few weeks ago that I wouldn't doubt Bill Belichick. And you just said they are not getting to the Super Bowl. They not might, that they might not. Not that it would be yeah, hard they're, they're for them not, to do. Come on, the AFC is there's a lot. There's too many good teams in the AFC right now. The Bills are a better team, right? I mean, you know, that's me exciting game to watch when the Bills take on the the Patriots. That's gonna be a fun game to watch. Um, but there there are just too many good teams right now in the AFC. I mean, you got the Steelers, you got Baltimore. I mean, fuck the Browns look pretty fucking good. Well, let's uh, let's, let's yeah, hold yeah, our. Uh, I, I know. Let's I'm hold our saying, keep our I mean, powder got, dry on the got, Browns. You got Tennessee also looking good. You got the Colts looking pretty good as well. I mean, there's a lot of good teams out there right now that could knock them out of the playoffs. I still think they have a chance, and I'm giving them a chance only because Bill Belichick is their coach. But there's just too many good teams for them to actually be a Super Bowl contender this year. Yeah, it's it not sucks happen. to be a fan of an AFC team that isn't the Chiefs right now. Mm-hmm. It just well, because I mean, the Raiders look because pretty the, good for a second the there. odds of the Steelers. I mean, it just with with the Ravens with the Chiefs. The Chiefs are just it. A, it, it just looks like unless barring an injury, the Steelers are. I mean, they can go thirteen and three, fourteen and two, and it's still going to be a a tough, tough, a tough to mountain playoffs. to climb it's, there. The playoffs will be tough. Uh, here we right go. Now, I'm just happy if the Eagles make the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Playoffs. Playoffs. You talk about playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> playoffs. Don't talk about. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Yeah, they've re- they've replaced Fly Eagles Fly with that soundbite. Yeah, that's what it should be. That's what they play. <laughs> that's what they play at the stadium now. Uh, Falcons and Packers. Packers blow out the Falcons thirty to sixteen. Packers go to four zero. Falcons fall to zero and four. What say you, Friday? Your beloved Aaron Rodgers. No, Aaron Rodgers played amazing as usual. Look at that. Four touchdowns, 327 yards. But why is Dan Quinn still a coach in the NFL? I have no idea. Actually, like I mentioned Calvin Ridley. Julio Jones. Yeah. Like I mentioned earlier. Matt Ryan. If you lose this game, that's fine. You lose against a good team. 
you you were you were losing pretty much the entire game. Yeah, but they weren't really but competitive. They didn't. They had three points at the implode half. Implode in the previous two games. That's where you fire your coach, not because you're losing to one of the best teams in the NFC. Yeah, I mean, but Aaron Rodgers, as Franny mentioned, had a good game. Twenty-seven yeah. of thirty-three. Stellar. Pretty fucking good. Stellar game. Three hundred twenty-seven yards and four. Count them. Four wait, wait, wait. touchdowns in the game. I don't, I don't see. I don't see Adams out there. I don't see Adams <laughs> receiving. Let, let, let's look at the receivers. Let's let's look at. The receivers that Aaron Rodgers has to throw to. I mean, Robert, Robert Tanya Jr. with three touchdowns. Yeah, three he's like touchdowns. he's there fulgrim. Jamal fulgrim. Williams, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, Aaron Jones, Darius Shepard, Malik. I mean, th- those aren't big name guys, Not but yet. he makes Not them. Yet. He makes them. I mean, Tanya has. He might have a future. He yeah. might have a future in Green Bay. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Green Bay. Uh, Aaron Jones also is a stud. Seventy-one. Yards on the ground, also forty yards through the air. You got to give it up for Jones. He's got he's got a sidekick there at a running at the running back position. Finally, okay, Aaron Jones. Yeah, okay. I I, I he's a he's a good young running back. Yes. Oh God, you can't give anybody credit. I do. I give it Aaron Rodgers credit. <laughs> That's true. Matt Ryan, two hundred eighty-five yards on thirty-nine attempts. Oh, no touchdowns. Todd Gurley with two touchdowns on the ground. The no touchdowns numbers. through Not the, the air. Most impressive numbers. It's just, it's too bad for Matty Ice. Mm-hmm. It really is. Him and Matthew Stafford. Time for a change of scenery. <laughs> Go out like Peyton Manning did. Uh, last game of the week. Exciting uh, one. Exciting game. A shocking result. The Bears beating the Buccaneers at the last minute or last second. Uh, practically, uh, Buccaneers go to three and two. Bears four and one. Given their offense, that's a surprising, surprising record. But Franny, what do you think about the Bucks going down? No, uh, big to dick, Nick Foles, big dick Nick. He can stand that, in that pocket and take a hit as good does, as anybody I've seen. He didn't start very well. I, I, I was no, he played sloppy. That's why we turned the game off for early about half on. An hour. Early on, he didn't play very well, but then he turned into Nick Foles, Super Bowl MVP. I just feel like he's going to get hurt on every drive. He just stands in the pocket and just lets the ball go and just takes a lick. Yeah, he can't. He can't really move around too much. He's not. He's not the most mobile quarterback. Yeah, but he's more mobile than Tom Brady. Let's go that ball with the defender right on top of him, and you know he's going to take a a wallop, and he does. He does, but he he also lofts that pass in to to the to the running back. Um, But this offense is is horrific. The the offense is not the greatest, but their defense is very good. And I was very shocked by the result in this one. I mean, Tampa Bay went up thirteen nothing early on. I thought it would be a blowout, but that defense stood strong, and uh, you know, Tampa Bay didn't do too much after that. And Nick Foles played very well towards the end of the game. Yeah, got a little wonky there at the end. My hero, uh, your hero. Yeah, yeah, should be your hero. Nick Foles, the will only always, Super Bowl in Philadelphia Eagles history. He will always have a place in my heart. And beating Tom Brady, not if, beating. If I ever you know, this Foles, isn't this isn't uh, Rex Grossman. If I ever in see the Nick Super Foles, Bowl here, he is. I will definitely buy that man a drink. Yeah, I mean it's. <laughs> This was. I will put his kid through college <laughs> for sure, for sure. And that was a bona fide Super Bowl. This isn't one of the. This isn't Joe Flacco getting a win against a scrub NFC team. This was the Patriots mm-hmm. that the Philadelphia Eagles beat. Uh, but yeah, a little bit wonky there at the end with Nagy calling that pass play instead of running more time off the mm-hmm. clock, giving Brady some opportunities to get down the field. But I think they were confident in their defense. And Brady forgetting which down it was, supposedly. Yeah. I'm not sure. And then I mean, not looked, shaking Nick Foles' hand at dick, the end. A dick, yes. But, um, you know, that's, that is pretty shocking. If he didn't know which down, he's been in the league for 20 years now. 
And for him to not know which down it is, that is pretty shocking. Maybe some dementia setting in. I don't know. He's, he's up dementia. there. Dementia. He's older. Well, he could have thrown a fourth incomplete pass, he's, I suppose. Maybe concussions that he hasn't mentioned to his teammates in the past. I mean, he has been hit pretty often, but he's getting up there in age. Yeah, you know, but I mean, he, he, there was he, nothing he could have done. They could have given him six downs. He was in the cryogenic chamber. He was in the, he's in the, in the iron lung. They, uh, but yeah, they, I think they could have given him six downs to get down the field and, you know, on every, on every, uh, every drive. And I, I just don't, I think that the, the Chicago bears were not going to be denied once they had to lead in this game and, you know, give them all the credit in the world. I mean, Nagy sitting there at four and one, uh, if they could just, I know Tariq Cohen going down for the year is a big loss for them. Uh, but I mean, I would like to see the bears perform well in that division and potentially compete. And it looks like, it looks like they have a chance yeah, they are to compete. Yeah, they are four. That's why I mentioned four and one earlier, and I saw three and one on the other. I'm like, I thought that was updated, but they are four and one right now. Yeah, and what are you going to do with the, uh, you know, what are you going to do with the running game? Though that's the problem. Mm-hmm. They got David Montgomery, Corderell Patterson, who I think played for the well, Eagles for a minute. No, he didn't. Oh, he played uh, for he, he the, played the Vikings. He played for the Vikings and the Patriots. And maybe yeah. the Patriots too. But um, and uh, Nick Foles, uh, one carry for <laughs> minus one yards. Quite the carry. <laughs> but but Foles, I mean, 243 yards on 42 attempts, yeah. one touchdown, no, one he interception. Did, he did what he needed to do in that game, for sure. But I'm impressed with Nick Foles' you know, willingness to put his life in jeopardy <laughs> on nearly every drive. It's, it, is, it is painful and difficult to watch Nick Foles play quarterback because when he lets the ball go, you're just hoping that he survives it. Mm-hmm. All right, Franny, that's it for the game for week four. Uh, we're going to give the week five picks. Franny, what's next on the big board? Uh, next up, Ben, we got our week five picks and we play each other, Ben. I know. I, I don't, I don't like these weeks. When we're, I don't like these weeks when we're in the same state. I'm excited. I, I'd rather be on in Cancun I'm like the one year so when you beat us. That would, we kicked your ass. Yeah. But then we, we did it horribly <laughs> after that. But man, I'm excited about tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, it's almost, I mean, I was, I'm rooting for the Eagles. I want the Eagles to get another couple wins so they could compete. I don't expect that much from the Eagles. So if they could beat the Steelers, I'd be excited. I mean, uh, I would be excited. You think they have a just chance? Like, just like in the playoffs playing Sonya, the Seahawks, I was so excited. I mean, we obviously know what happened, but I'm I'm just excited when we get to play each other. And we're coming off a weird ass bye week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was unexpected. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously the Steelers had an additional week to prepare for the Eagles, but you know, given what happened last week with San Francisco, and you know Ben Roethlisberger only having three games under his belt, you know, I'm still not. He got, he got a little bit of rest, but I'm not a thousand percent confident in this game. Let's put it that way. What? Come on. I mean, you, you never you, know what you're going to get out yeah, of the you Eagles. Call, you called this win before the season started. That's probably. I, well, yeah, I did say we're going to go 14-2. 14-2, and two, exactly. And this was one of the wins. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> now I'm sitting right across the table from you. It's hard to be really cocky and confident. I don't. I mean, hey, whoever wins, wins. Uh, that's I'm, true. I'm just excited for the game. You know, you just never know what you're going to get from I'll the Eagles. I'll be talking shit. I don't care. You could, you, well, not if it's like 21-0. to zero, Yeah, I'll know? stop watching. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Friday, you want to take a quick break and come back with our week five picks? Let's do it. All right. Hold tight, everybody. All right. And we are back with our week 
five picks. Yes, not an exciting slate of games this week, fortunately or unfortunately, as the case may be, other than a Steelers-Eagles matchup this week. (laughs) We will start with the hapless Jaguars against the new Texans with a new coach. (laughs) What do you think about that one, Franny? Uh, you know what, Ben? I'm not sure what to expect from the Jaguars. And I don't know what to expect from the Texans now either with the new coach. Um, they're playing in Houston. And only because of that, I'll give them the edge in this one because the Jags have really disappointed these last two weeks after starting up pretty well. Yeah, I'm going to give this one to the Texans. I think they're going to come out and play for Romeo Cornell in this one. They are going to win this game walking away by seven or more. Uh, next up, Bengals at Ravens. That didn't expect to be, or no one expected that to be a real game, but it looks like it might be. What do you oh, think? Wait, wait. <laughs> um, I'm not, you know what, Ben? This is your division. What do you think? I mean, I know. I, I would take I, the Ravens for I, sure. I, yeah. I think so. But just imagine Joe Burrow coming out and being the Ravens. I would love it. I would love if the Bengals could get a win here because they can't compete for the division title give you a better chance of winning the division yeah too, ben. Uh, but i think the ravens are probably gonna win but i think the bengals might keep it surprisingly close you know i think so i think it's gonna be a close game closer than most expect but i'd still see the ravens win this one. Oh man i'd love to see the bengals win next up a battle of the nfc south panthers at falcons this is dan quinn's uh you know white whale whatever you want to call it they gotta get a win this week what do you think? Um, they have to. They have to win this game. Otherwise, will they? Dan Quinn will end up on the scrap heap with O'Brien. And uh, you know, I, I, I think the Falcons are a better team. I, they, I, they have been a better team in uh, two of the games. <laughs> that is true. They, they should have won. Um, so I, I think they'll actually win this one. I am. I'm going, not entirely confident though. Yeah, I'm going in the opposite direction. I am taking the Panthers in this one. Teddy Bridgewater is going to steer this team to a victory and send Dan Quinn into short-term retirement. Uh, Next up, Raiders at Chiefs. You know what? This is a tough one. It's actually a tough one only only because San Diego kept it pretty close. New England kept it pretty close. So if the Raiders could learn anything from those two games, they have a chance. But that Chiefs offense is still freaking damn good. If If I had to bet this game, Chiefs. Yeah, I'm going to take the State Farm Thurston goal rate on this one, and I'm going with the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are going to, I I mean, the Raiders, I mean, Carr is playing better than I expected. They have a decent team. They're sort of pulling it together, but I think the Chiefs are just going to be too much. They're pissed off about the last two weeks, and they're going to, they're just going to crush the Raiders. Next up, Cardinals at Jets, and Le'Veon Bell is back. That doesn't make a difference. <laughs> that I makes mean, absolutely got, no difference. If you're a I mean, Jets fan, Jets you got to look forward so to something. Bad. I mean, the Jets are such a bad football team, and the Cardinals are—they're good, not great. I thought they were better. I thought they're they were good. better too. Uh, but I, I think they're good enough to be the Jets. I think pretty much everybody is good enough to be the Jets. All my prop bets on the Cardinals look like they are out the door, out the window. Not going to win any of those. I'm going to take the Jets. I'm going to take the Jets in this game. I think the Jets are going to get this win at home in MetLife probably shouldn't choose the Jets but I can't help myself Uh, next up Eagles at Steelers oh man you gotta pick it I know I know I know I know know, for our fans for our listeners 
Uh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited about this game tomorrow, Ben. And watch it be a watch it be like yeah, and, and it, watch it be like 14 to 10. If the Steelers win this game, I'll be happy for the Steelers. Obviously, you know I want the Steelers to win the division. I want the Steelers to go far in the playoffs. I want the Steelers to go to the Super Bowl if they can. I would I would love to see the Steelers Eagles in the Super Bowl. That would be amazing. This year might not. This, this might not won't be, be the this year. Probably won't be the year. That would be amazing. It almost happened back in 2008. But um, man. I'm going to choose the Steelers in this one. I think the Steelers, really? are, the Steelers are better. They're a better football team. The Steelers are a better football team. Roethlisberger has an extra week of rest and an extra week of practice in this on one. On top of the year of you rest know, that I, he I, had. I, I, I think the uh, the Eagles are coming off high on that win, but still, I mean, the Steelers uh, are going to be able to put a lot of pressure on Carson Wentz. That, that pass rush from the Steelers um, has been excellent. Their cornerback play... Not so great. Okay. But if you can put pressure on Carson Wentz, um, you know, he's thrown some errant passes this year when he's under pressure. And if they, if the Steelers can do that to him, then uh, I think it's going to be an, uh, a Steelers win. I think it's not, it's not going to be a huge blowout or anything like that. I think it's still going to be a pretty close game, but I see this. I see the Steelers win this one. Yeah. The battle of Pennsylvania. I mean, the question is, can the Steelers linebackers keep up with Wentz if he moves outside the pocket? Yeah. He's not very fast, <laughs> uh, but I think, you know, but I mean, or, or just get him under enough pressure when he rolls out. I'll take the Steelers by a field goal. Uh, next up, Rams at the Washington football team with Kyle Allen Rams. and potentially Alex Smith. Rams. Who knows what will happen? Rams. All right. I'm going to take the Rams as well. But if you can see Alex, I can see Alex Smith in this game. Mm-hmm. If Allen struggles, Rivera can't put Haskins back in. Next up, Dolphins at 49ers. That's That might be more interesting than we expect. Yeah, actually, the Dolphins put up a pretty good fight against the Seahawks, which was unexpected. Um, but I still think the Niners are good enough to win this one. I'm going to choose the Niners. I think the Niners are going to win, but it might be closer than a lot of people expect. And you never know what you're going to get out of Fitzmagic. This might be the signature win of the season for the Dolphins, but I'm still going to take the Niners. Uh, next up, a battle of the beast in the East, the New York Giants at the one and three Dallas Cowboys. I see the the Cowboys winning this one, but I also saw the Cowboys winning last week too. I just think the Cowboys are a better team. I mean, their offense is very good. Um, The Giants, yeah, the Giants though, as bad as the Cowboys defense has been, I don't see them putting up a ton of points. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to take the Giants and unfortunately, or the the Cowboys. And unfortunately for the Giants, I think the Cowboys are going to take out their frustration over the past few games on the New York Giants, and this might be an ugly game for the Giants. They could win this by double digits, would be my best guess. Uh, Next up, oh my, this might be a real game. Colts at Browns. That's a, that's a tough one to call. Actually, I don't... It should, I don't be e- it should be easy to call. Not anymore. Yeah, but not, it should not, be. Not after that outburst on offense that the, that the Browns had against that good Colts defense. I mean, you know, who's going to win? Uh, yeah, offense, defense. I I can't. I can't take the Browns. I can't. I can't take the Browns. Defense wins games, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, still, defense I, wins championships. I, I still. I still. I, well, they win games too. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. The, the Browns are the. If they yeah, the, if they kill the Browns eleven <laughs> yeah. points, then they they have a pretty good chance of winning this game. The Bears just won one. Yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, I'm gonna have to choose the Browns in this one. Sorry, Ben. Uh, just no way. I can't do it. I, I just can't. I, I can't. Why? I, I just can't choose the Browns. I, I mean. I just can't believe that it's for real. I'm going to take the Colts and Matt or uh, Frank Reich and that defense and Phillip Rivers. They're going to be enough to overcome the Browns offense mm-hmm. in this one. Uh, next up. Ooh, 
More interesting game than I expected for the Seahawks this week. Vikings at Seahawks. They always make it interesting. Always interesting. I mean, but the Vikings have weapons. They have a decent quarterback. They've got a decent defense. I mean, this game, obviously, because it's the Seahawks, it'll be close. But who do you think is going to pull it out? I think the Seahawks. It'll be a close one, only because that's the way the Seahawks always script it. A close game. But I, I think the Seahawks. I mean, Russell Wilson has been playing lights out. Kirk motherfucking Cousins has been pretty terrible this year. And I, I see the Seahawks winning this one at home. All right. We're going to go with, I'm going to go with the Seahawks as well. We'll see how, we'll see how, uh, what's his name? Chuck Laurie, who runs the uh, Saturday Night Live. Can't remember his so. first name. <laughs> However, he scripts this for this game, but the Seahawks are going to win this one. But it, I, I, I agree with Friday. It'll be close. Uh, last game of the week. The, or actually we have a Tuesday night. Don't we have a Tuesday? Aren't the Titans playing the, yeah, the Titans are playing the Bills yeah, on Tuesday. Are. Uh, Broncos at Patriots on Monday. I'm not sure. This is also another tough one because the Broncos defense has also been pretty good. And the Patriots, I'm not sure who the starting QB will be. Probably not Cam Newton. Not yet. And I this don't think. one, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to bet against Bill Belichick. I see Bill Belichick. I, I, I was yeah, waiting yeah, for yeah, that. Yeah, I no, was no, waiting no, for I've, you. I've, I've learned my lesson. Yeah. I would take the Patriots in this one. I just can't. I mean, Drew Locke, I know they have a decent defense. I know that Drew Locke's coming along. But uh, wait, is Drew Locke, is he going to be back in this game? Or are they playing with a backup in this game? I'm not sure. Either well, I yeah. don't know that it much matters. I guess they both have backups, so. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Patriots in this one. Uh, next up, Chargers at Saints. Too many games postponed here. That's a tough one. Yeah, it is. Tougher than it should be I'll going so. into I, the season. I, if I had a bet, Saints. If you had, ah. Chargers kept it overtime loss, kept it close last week. This is their win. This is this is the win that Justin you. Herbert is going to get this week. It's a night game, extra day of rest. Probably wrong. I know it's at home with, for the Saints, but I'm going to take Justin Herbert and Anthony Lynn learning from his mistakes last week and getting the win here. Uh, but probably probably the marquee game of the week in terms of playoff potential. We have the Bills at the Titans on Tuesday at 4 or 1 o'clock Eastern. Oof, mm. What do you think, Frank? That's a tough game to that call. That is also another tough one right there. I mean, Vrabel, they, I mean, they, they haven't been able to practice. They've been doing everything virtually. I mean, the Bills have Gotta looked be like the better team. Out. Bills have looked like the better team this, this season so far. I, you know, Titans have struggled just a little bit. I think the Bills will win this game. Uh, yeah, I think the Bills are going to win this game, but it's it's this could be closer than a lot of people expect, mm-hmm. especially if Derrick Henry gets it going. Uh, we got the Thursday night game as well. Chiefs, wait, are there, they can't possibly be playing on the thirteenth and the fifteenth. That can't possibly be right, right? Yeah, Tuesday and then Thursday. That can't that it can't possibly be right, is it? They're playing every day now. <laughs> <laughs> are they really? They they expect them to play on the thirteenth and the fifteenth? Uh, that can't that, be. That, 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 that is pretty crazy. Yeah, there's that, gotta be crazy. That, that's. There, I mean, maybe there'll be a change, but we won't talk about that one until actually. Yeah, happens. that one I actually I have to yeah, look yeah. at because if that's if that's real, we're talking about that's, like uh, uh, baseball a, NBA type situation quick, here. Pretty quick turnaround for the Bills in that one. <laughs> yeah, the day, <laughs> a day to fly and play. Yeah. yeah. Uh. So yeah, that's so, pretty exciting though to watch. Yeah, I definitely tune into that one. But that's what it's showing here. I I think we suspect this game will be moved. But if that's yeah, actually what that's, they expect to happen, mm-hmm. then I feel sorry for the Bills because that should not happen. That should definitely not happen. 
All right. We probably look like, I probably look like a fool for expecting that that's actually going to happen, but that's what's on the schedule. That's what's on on the schedule. schedule. Uh, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our shot of the week. Tag team news. Tag team news is next. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, is it? It is. Oh, okay. Yes. I, I apologize for that. Uh, I probably wrote it wrong on the agenda. No, it's actually right. I just, I just completely, <laughs> I completely skipped over that. Next up on the big board, tag team news. All right. Your Eagles, my Steelers, and Sonya's Seahawks. Who do you want to take first this week? Uh, Well, Steelers are first up, Ben, so let's talk about the Steelers. All right. Some good news for the Steelers for a change this year during the Pittsburgh Steelers' most recent game. The skill position offensive player who played the most wasn't former pro bowlers Juju Smith-Schuster or James Conner. It wasn't $12 million free agent signee Eric Ebron. It was the rookie Chase Claypool, another guy that could be playing for Aaron Rodgers. Claypool played 61 of the Steelers' 80 offensive snaps during a 26-21 victory of the over the Houston Texans on September 27th. Although Deontay Johnson was forced to leave the game because of a concussion, it still raised eyebrows that the Steelers coaches turned to Claypool to fill the void and not and not any of his more veteran teammates at wide receiver or tight end. It was good to get a full game under my belt just to know what to expect going into the next time it might happen, Claypool said during a video conference after the game. It definitely sped up my development, but I don't think there's too much more of a gap where I need to fill in. Claypool is looking good. It's 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 uh, if that sounds like a confident player, Claypool wasn't done Monday. He's not he's not talking like a typical rookie who struggles with adjusting to NFL schemes or to the pace of the game. He said the playbook and speed was a pleasant surprise. Claypool said it wasn't a huge jump in terms of the playbook and speed of the game. I adjusted pretty quick to that. I could not be more excited that the Steelers have found yet another wide receiver stud not that high in the draft, a guy that other people could have, but man, oh man, the Steelers just keep finding these players. Next, Antonio Brown, Ben? Well, he's bigger, (laughs) he's tough, he fights for the ball. Next, Julio Jones, maybe. But he's a big, tall receiver who fights for the ball, contests catches, can run any route, deep or short, and I just really like him. I like him a lot. All right. All right. <laughs> but Deontay, Deontay Johnson, though, he's also a big playmaker yeah, out there. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, he's the next Antonio Brown. Yeah, he, yeah, he's about the, that size. He's about that size. Uh, Quickness-wise, same. I would say similar. Uh, hands, though? Maybe not, not quite. Not the yeah. same hands. Well, nobody has Antonio, Antonio Brown's, hands. Brown's hands. So, But very but, good player. But I'm really happy to hear uh, about Chase Claypool and him coming along. I mean, it's really good news for the Steelers because we're going to need it with the Browns playing well, as well as uh, the Ravens obviously playing well. Uh, who do you want to take next, Eagles or Seahawks? Well, Seahawks are next, Ben. So let's take the Seahawks. Seahawks are up next. Speaking to reporters on Thursday, Chris Carson gave his first reaction to Hill's tackle. Taysom Hill or Taysom, what was it? I can't remember his first name. Tristan Hill. Mm-hmm. Tristan Hill's tackle since that game in week three. His thoughts via Greg Bell of the New York Tribune. I thought it was kind of a bullshit play, Carson said Thursday in his press conference, his first interview since the injury. Uh, But it is what it is, he said. The tackle in question occurred in the final minutes of the Seahawks-Cowboys game. Carson had to be helped off the field and was diagnosed with a first-degree knee sprain. 
after the game. It could have been a lot worse, given how the tackle looked. In addition to Hill twisting Carson's legs, Cowboys defensive lineman Antoine Woods fell on the back of Carson's legs. I think the Cowboys have nothing to do but dirty plays to get anything out of that garbage defense that they've got. Uh, but I really wanted to respect Carson for calling it out for what it is. You can't be grabbing onto people's ankles and rolling over trying to twist their knee off. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this last week, too. I mean, it was a pretty dirty play. I mean, you know, Carson was pretty much down, elbow down, you know, knees down, everything down. I mean, he was he was pretty much done. Um, so, I mean, to, you know, have him roll over his back and, you know, for the other player to hold onto yeah. his leg. I mean, it was it was a dirty play all the way around. And what, what I mean, I'm not going to say anything negative about the Cowboys right now because I don't want to take another shot, but it was just a dirty play. Uh, well, I'd say it's a dirty play. Is that's not? It was a dirty. It, that's just what it was. It I'm is. Not, I didn't, it is. Yeah, I didn't say anything negative about it. And, and they really got. I didn't attack the character of the of the player. That is true. He didn't say he was a scumbag or yeah, anything no, like that. No, it was just a dirty play. Uh, but it was. I mean, they've got to. Actually, the NFL should be, you know, somewhat proud of itself for cleaning up most of this stuff. Uh, Dominican Sue doesn't do this kind of stuff anymore. Uh, Richie Incognito, who's about to retire from the league, I'm guessing. Uh, was one another player that's in the league who comes to mind who used to do this kind of stuff, uh, even on offense as an offensive lineman. And now we've got Tristan Hill. It's probably his third time he's done this. The NFL should be proud that there are that I you know you can just about name all the guys that are doing this, but there shouldn't be any place in the game. This is not 1967. We shouldn't be doing this kind of stuff anymore. Where you're purposely going out there and trying to hurt guys. I mean, you could have ended his season. You know, potentially if the weight is on his back at, you know, in a, in a, in a different, you know, the timing was a little different and he had his leg with the weight on his back. He, I mean, he could have torn an ACL or an MCL, you know, with that type of play and they shouldn't be doing that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I was happy to see Carson called it out. Uh, next up, the Eagles problems will never end. Uh, have we seen the last of Jason Peters at left tackle? Actually, I think we saw the first of Jason Peters at left tackle this year. Eagles head coach <laughs> Doug Peterson on Friday wouldn't commit to Peters, who got more money at his own demand to come in and play left tackle, getting his starting left tackle job back even when he's healthy. The Eagles placed J- to take play, placed Peters on injured reserve Saturday with a foot injury he suffered at practice last Friday. He's eligible to return November 1st versus the Cowboys. Oh, I can't wait for that game. But Jordan Maliata played well at left tackle on Sunday against the Niners in his first NFL start and first career playing time at left tackle. And Peters has not played well since moving from right guard to left tackle when the Eagles lost Andre Dillard for the season. And Peterson was non-committal when asked if Peters goes back to the position where he was an all was a nine-time Pro Bowler when he was healthy enough to play. Uh, Peterson said, "In the case of Jordan Maliata, as long as he plays well right now in the near future, obviously it's his job. But at the same time, we understand that when JP's healthy, that's a decision we're going to have to make at that particular time." Mm-hmm. Uh, but what do you think about Jason Peters coming in? to play guard, gets a raise to play left tackle and didn't play well at left tackle. And nope. now it looks like he might be got sent injured, back. Got injured again. I mean, I, I mean, this is something we talked about also. But before I, the he's season so began. good when he's healthy. I, I, no, he's not. I mean, not, well, not, not anymore. He was so good in 2017 he was, he was, when he was healthy. He was, he's, he was good when he was younger, but now he's a little over the hill. 38? <laughs> Whatever. He's over the hill. 
All right. Uh, I mean, he, he just has not performed well at all this year. Uh, I mean, it seems like his signature move this year is is looking at, you know, a linebacker tackle Carson Wentz. I mean, that, that's that's basically he's just basically like that shocked look like, oh, my God, how did that happen right there? My signature uh, move it, is, wow. It, oh, my God. Look at that tackle. This guy uh, is good. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, Jason Peters definitely should not have asked for a raise. I mean, he got like of, two million extra. Or four million. Sort of outstayed his welcome in Philadelphia. You know, thank you for all of the work you put in earlier in your career, but you're just not the same guy that you were. Just retire and, you know, have a good life. Yeah, it just goes to show how hard these players are to find. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Peter's coming back at 38, gets a raise to move from guard to tackle. And, I mean, it just goes to show around the league how hard it is to find. Yeah. I mean, Deshaun Jackson, too. Deshaun Jackson, same thing. I mean, you know, he, last year he played like two games. This year he's already injured again. So Wait, I mean, wait he got injured in the last game? Uh yeah he's injured yeah he's he's been injured he's been sort of like uh he, he's been a little hobbled from injury by injuries is he on the IR or is he is uh, he able I, to play I, at, I don't at think, I don't I don't think he played last less week. than full strength I don't think he played last week against the Niners uh you know I, I just don't even pay attention to that anymore yeah you know I was so excited that he came back to the Eagles and he has not done anything really so what about Alshon Jeffrey when's he due back I also don't care <laughs> well we need is more Fulgham <laughs> we need. More Fulgham. This is like more cowbell. You're going to have like t-shirts sitting there that are just like with a football and, uh, and hands catching a football. More Fulgham. More Fulgham. That's all we need. <laughs> all right. That's it for the tag team news this week. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, as I mentioned earlier, <laughs> it's our shot of the week. All right, folks. Hold tight, everybody. We'll be right back with our shot of the week. All right, and we are back with our shot of the week, which was super excited about this one, (laughs) which was inspired by myself, actually. Finally, Ben, we had your shot last week. Uh, It was uh, oh last week for sure. Ben's tahini weenie. Yes, that's that is what we true. had last week. You love the tahini. You love the cholula. You love the well, maybe not so much the tequila, but you love those. If it's uh, got cholula in it, I like you it. Love it. Okay, you love the spicy shots. Uh, this week, inspired by myself, Ben, and it is the Franecino shot, Ben. Ooh, the Franecino. As you know, as you know, every time I come over here after work, I'm kind of tired. You can kind of tell. Well, you put in a hard in my, day in my performance on the podcast. I wake up early, go to work. Yeah, rush over here after work, you know, try to get the ingredients for the show and everything. It's a long day. It's a long day. I enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I love coming on the show. I love doing this podcast, Ben. It would be uh, great except for the work thing. Yeah, exactly. If only this could be work. You know, it and, could and, be. Get, and get paid for this. This would be amazing. Front A Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. Uh, but tonight we have our Frappuccino shot, which is a take on the Frappuccino, the Starbucks Frappuccino. It is a little bit of the Kalula. Kalua. <laughs> the Kalula. Spicy Kalua for the holidays. You know what? Just a Kahlua. little bit Kahlua. of chocolate there's, and caffeine. Won't there's do. an idea for you, Kalua. Make the Kalula shot. We got a little bit of Kalua. With jalapenos. <laughs> Kalua and jalapenos. And Ben, we also have a little bit of butterscotch liqueur, which I know you're, you're a huge fan <laughs> of the butterscotch. I'm already worried about this shot. <laughs> and uh, we also have a little bit of um, uh, Irish uh, uh, cream. Whether the, well, it's, it's, it's the Kavanaugh. It's, it's, not, it's not the Baileys. It's not you know the name brand stuff. It's a little bit cheaper, but it's still the same sort of flavor. Uh, the Irish cream 
whiskey. And uh, so, Ben, all of it mixed together should sort of taste like a frappuccino. And there's a little bit of um, whipped cream on top there. And it's it's sort of coagulated outdoors here. Even so it's a little chilly right now. So I'm sure it's going to be a clumpy-ish sort of shot. Um, but I'm sure it's going to be sweet and delicious as well. Yeah, Franny does these every single week, puts together a signature shot for us every single week. So, folks, please give him a shout out on Twitter at Gold Thirst and on Instagram at Thirstan. He puts together a different shot every single week as to concoct the ingredients and put these together. And he's very, very meticulous about it. Sometimes he's in the kitchen for a significant period of time putting these shots together because he just wants to get them just right. Uh, and you can look for the pictures as well on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, but I'm looking forward to this one, even though it doesn't have any Kahlua. It doesn't have any Kahlua. It's a spicy Kahlua for those people who just need a little spice. Hey, we, we did have the absolute papar. So, hey, they that's, had true. That. So, that's true. That's a spicy vodka right there. But the so. ingredients again are? It is uh, the um, Bailey's. If you want to use Bailey's, we use the Kavanaugh, um, Kahlua, and also the butterscotch liqueur. All right, let's do this. And a little whipped cream. A little bit of whipped cream. All right. Cheers, it looks ben. like a frappuccino. It does. looks like it should cost me $4.95 $4. for a small. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, definitely not the grande. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a little chunky, a little creamy. Let's do it. Cheers. Tastes like a Christmas candy. Actually, tastes like a Christmas candy. It kind of does taste like a frappuccino, just a little bit with alcohol. Pretty good, not bad. Not it's bad actually really good. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I would like it mm-hmm. uh, because I'm just addicted to these spicy shots for some strange reason. Uh, but this was actually really—I thought it was going to be a little chunkier. It went down nice and smooth. It's got a nice creamy consistency on my tongue as well as on my lips. This is this is actually really good. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. This might be a great shot around the holidays. With a little bit of uh, maybe cinnamon or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cinnamon bit. or a little, like, uh, what do you call it? Shaved chocolate on the mm-hmm. top with some cinnamon. Mm-hmm. That would taste pretty good as well. That is real. What do we call it? They're calling this the Franecino. The Franecino. <laughs> All right. I'm going to get you a green smock. I'm going to get you, you know, a, a, like a, you know, a, like a, I don't know, whatever the, 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 buttons that they wear uh, on their you know they they wear their little individualized <laughs> buttons on their on their smocks as well. Uh this is actually a really really good shot. Yeah, I'm impressed. Not bad at all. Not bad at and all. And you made this up from scratch? Uh well, I, I, I the recipe uh the ingredients are from Tipsy Bartender, but I'm like, you know what? This is the perfect shot since I come over here after work on a Saturday. I don't work every Saturday, but when I do, I'm a little tired once I start the podcast. I don't work but. every Saturday. But when I do, <laughs> I'm I, tired. I like some coffee. <laughs> I do. I do enjoy my coffee. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. I was surprised you didn't throw some. Uh, what do you you drink that cold brew, right? Yeah, of course. Cold brew is good. Who doesn't drink cold brew? Uh, people that like coffee. Oh, come on. <laughs> cold coffee is the best kind of coffee. Cold coffee in a bottle. Can I get some coffee? In a, can, oh, no. Uh, the one in the bottle, please. <laughs> oh, no. For the refrigerator. That's the one that I want. Iced coffee is good. I like iced coffee. Well, what, I don't know what the I think cold brew is it brewed cold? I, I think mean, so. I'm yeah, I'm not even sure, but I mean, hey, I like cold coffee, whatever it is. Really? So you like the iced coffee in the summertime? Yeah, yeah, more of a. I mean, actually, I haven't drank a lot of the cold coffee, but I definitely like a warm, frothy uh, espresso or cappuccino. But I'll, I'll, I'm open to the cold coffees. I like the cold. You know, during the apocalypse, there won't the refrigerators won't really, or the coffee machines won't work. So zombie apocalypse. I'll have to, I'll have to get some of that cold brew. <laughs> 
Uh, but Friday, that was really, really good. On our Thurston goal rating scale of shots, 0 to 10, what would you give that one? That was actually really good. I would say an 8. I wish it was just a little less sweet. I mean, obviously, I expected sweetness. That was more than I expected, though. 8. 8 out of 10. I, yeah, I would give it an 8 as well. Mm-hmm. Copy. Even for me, uh, as someone who likes the spicier, more bah, you know, shots that just hit you in the face, bah. Uh, but that was that was really real. In fact, I would like a bigger one. I would mm-hmm. like one that I actually could drink this as an actual drink, cocktail, like a cocktail, like a cocktail. Yeah. yeah, that was really really good. Maybe with a little more, um, maybe a little less alcohol, maybe a little more cream in it. You know, some sort of milk or something. Yeah, that, that was that was not bad that at was all. Really good. Mm-hmm. And you don't like butterscotch too, Ben? Uh, but it didn't really come through though. Yeah, it didn't. I mean, it came through. It was there, but it wasn't you know, overwhelming. I didn't put a ton of it in there, so. I, you know, I don't, uh, well, I mean, it takes me back to my childhood with the hard candy, you know, <laughs> and when you go to your grandmother's house and you get the it's, hard butterscotch candy, that's all that was available back then, but they, they actually aren't bad. Yeah, they are. They probably get a bad rap. Them. Uh, you know, cause, but nowadays they have, you know, much more, you know, robust sugary candies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Friday, what is next on a big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is our brown, our beverage, Ooh, our of, beverage of the week. The week. Which this week, Ben, is a bourbon. We haven't had a bourbon on the show in quite a few weeks. And so I figured, you know what? Got to get another bourbon out here. I know you enjoy the bourbons. You enjoy the rise maybe a little bit more. But uh, we have a highly rated bourbon from Noble Oak. Yeah, but I'm learning to like them all. Uh, Franny, this is the Noble Oak Double Oak Bourbon. It's a bourbon whiskey finished with sherry oak staves or casks uh the noble oak the noble oak double oak bourbon is a unique award-winning bourbon finished with sherry oak sourced by the master of wood at erdington producers of the world's finest single malt uh the tasting notes the color is golden chestnut the notes or the nose is notes of honey and ripe cherries Hmm, interesting the palates are hints of vanilla, and they give way to warm spices and dried fruits finished with lingering flavors of wood and cherries. Friday, what made you decide on this particular bourbon for this week? You know, the bottle is nice, <laughs> and that's something that you know catches your eye on the shelf. It's a very simple bottle, but a very nice design, and... um you know, it was also for it was a reasonable price too. It was only thirty bucks, and it also came with a high rating. And so I figured, you know what? Why not give it a shot? Yeah, it looks like they have a pretty big variety of whiskeys. They have the Double Oak Bourbon, the Double Oak Rye, Ooh, which we'll probably try rye. if this one is good. Uh, their process is they traditionally rest their whiskey in charred New American White Oak barrels for a minimum of one year, developing sweet vanilla notes and a deep caramel tone then they finish their whiskey using either sherry or port wine cask staves to impart additional complexity i'm not sure if staves is the correct way to say that and the result are unique flavors that elegantly balanced and bold uh not sure where they are do you know where they are are they down in hmm. what does it say? find us find us enter your zip up oh, to find their stores Wait. oh yeah huh where are they from? Let me see on the bottle. Does it show? Well, product of the USA. <laughs> All right. There you go. Um, distilled in Indiana, bottled by Noble Oaks, Noble Oaks Spirits Company, Newtown, Ohio. 
Interesting. Okay. All right. Indiana and Ohio. And distilled in Indiana, bottled in Ohio. All right. Well, Indiana and Ohio are not very far away from each other. <laughs> well, even though it's not from the South, we got to get nope. a little bourbon drinking uh, music. A little bourbon. All right. This looks like a really good offering, Franny. Yeah, cheers. Cheers to you, Ben. Let's give this a sniff. Hmm. That's a nice, sweet, fruity nose. Oh, that's got a nice, sweet, robust, almost yeah. creamy nose. But for something that's 90 proof, it's not really burning my nostrils either. Hmm. If you get your nose right down in that Glencairn glass, I mean, it gets a little spicy, but not a burn. It's just a nice fruitiness to it. It's got a beautiful like a, honey color, too. It is, and it's almost... I get some banana from it. For, I don't know. It's like a vanilla banana flavor. It's or, that uh, sweet... Nope. You know, it's that sweet sort of... Um, I'm getting a slight... Baked, that sort of that baked fruit. Yeah. Like a banana, like almost a baked like there's banana. A, there's a slight leatheriness in there, too. Hmm. It smells good. It smells delicious, actually. Well, let's give it a taste, Ben. I'm trying to figure out what am I what am I supposed to get on this nose here? Learn more. <laughs> Learn more. Uh, let's see. No, have honey and ripe cherries. I All think right. they're selling it short there. There's a lot more going on there. Oh, you want to give it a taste? Let's give it a taste, Ben. Cheers. I'm getting a lot of raisin. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I laughed off Mike. I couldn't help it. I had to move my body on that. It was a whole body laugh there. I'm getting a whole lot of raisin. I am. I'm, bit, but I'm not a huge With fan. It's either peanuts, stone fruits, or raisins. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of raisin, like the actual, you know, dried fruit. Uh, it, what, you mean you don't like a box of dried fruits that no. once tasted good, but now are dried out exactly. in your pocket? I'm, I'm usually a, a fan of, of fresh fruits, not dried, wrinkled fruits. Um, but with this one, He's it's... got a pocket full of dates over there. I just won't tell you. You have dates? <laughs> uh, no, but I'm getting I'm getting a Damn, lot. Damn, that's that's that. It's actually really good. It's like a it's like a strong. It's like the, I get the raisin, then there's sweetness, and I am not getting that raisin at all. I'm, I'm getting I get vanilla. I get a little bit of cherry. I get a little bit of banana. Uh, but there's it's just a woody, nice, it's smoky. A it's a smoky. very interesting flavor. I, I really like this. is a very good, for the price, 30 bucks. this is a yeah, really I'm gonna good. I'm going to put the Port Charlotte aside for tonight bourbon. and drink the I mean, Noble Oak and, in post-production. The fact that it's cooled outside a little bit, that's really nice. You know, I mean, it's actually, it has a little bit of chill to it. I think if it was warmer, might not enjoy it as much. But with just a little bit of chill, it actually it actually does, it, it really brings out flavors. Chill, bro. Chill, bro. Now, bro, we're going to be talking about San Diego beer oh, pretty bro. soon. Now this is wow. And the more I mean on my third or fourth snip right? yeah. or sip, I'm getting a little bit more spice on the back end. Yeah. But it's a, it's I mean I wouldn't say creamy, but it's got a full mouth feel on my tongue. It's it, I mean it it's got a nice sort of full feel in the mouth. It's got a little bit of a powdery full feel. Mhm. That's a good bourbon. Yeah. I like to set that up next to the Balconis, and so I wonder how that what the comparison would be. It's it's really good though. That is actually better than I expected it would be for thirty bucks. 
Yeah, that's I mean, good. especially with the, it's got a beautiful, sweet, soft. It's smooth. I mean, for some that's smooth it's, finish. It's forty five percent alcohol, but it, it goes down so easily, and the flavors are. I mean, you, they're distinct. You know, I mean, oh yeah, and 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 it's pretty obvious what you're drinking. This is no it's, wild turkey, folks. No, <laughs> it's no dickle. It's no, that's for sure. No, it's no dickle. It's not George. We dickle. send Ben out one time. <laughs> one time, and I was all proud of myself. Here, it's only twenty five dollars. <laughs> yeah, it was, and it it was, it, it was twenty dollars too much. Exactly. Um, but this 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 is pretty good, and I I'd be excited to try you know their other offerings because this is very good. Yeah, let's see. They've yeah, they've got the the double oak bourbon. They've got a double oak rye. That's it. Okay. It says our whiskeys, and then there's two of them. So they have a double oak rye, and they have a but hey, but if you're only going to make you know two things, make them well. Yeah, quality over quantity. Yeah, for it's sure. Not like Ferrari's got forty different models, or maybe they do. Yeah, no, I don't even know. They're just different trim levels i guess yeah different trim That's levels of the same car uh but this is actually a really well put together bourbon i mean yeah. it almost i mean it tastes like a bourbon but it almost doesn't taste like a bourbon i mean because well, it has that uh well it says bourbon whiskey finished with sherry oak stave so when you get the sherry in there that really adds I mean, that it really sweetness adds that to, sweetness it. to it um but it's not overly sweet i wish i had just a little bit more smoke to it but, you know, you can't ask for everything, right? Well, no. I mean, then you got to go to an Isla for the smoke. <laughs> no, nah, but just the right type of smoke, you know, like the, the, the burnt like type of smoke. Yeah. The I mean, Isla is basically that's, you know, a lot of it comes from just the water which yeah. it's sourced from. So but, they didn't I mean, do this. They didn't age this in any kind of a charred barrel mm-hmm. or. So where would you rate this though, Ben? What's your rating for the Noble Oak? Are you sure you want to ask me first? I'm going to ask you first. <laughs> uh, for what it is, you said it's about thirty bucks. Thirty bucks, twenty nine ninety nine uh, at Total Wine. So that's probably you know thirty thirty eight forty five bucks in your local Bevmo or liquor store. Liquor yeah. store is probably about forty five bucks. Yeah, Total Wine, awesome store. If you have one near you, go Ooh. there. This is a tough one. I would, I mean, I take to Franny's point, I would like a little bit more, a little bit more of a woodiness. compliment. Maybe a little bit more woodiness to it. Something to compliment the sweetness. Mm-hmm. Like something, it's good, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. But I, I feel like it's missing sort of something sort of to complement the sweet, soft nature of it. I'd probably give it a seven. I would say. An eight for me, Ben. I was thinking eight the entire time. I was hoping you wouldn't say eight. I did not. I would say eight because it is high proof. It is smooth. There are some nice flavors there. It smells delicious. The color is beautiful. And, you rope dope me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, no, this, this is this is one of the better bourbons that we've tried recently on the show. Oh, for sure. For mm-hmm. sure. I just wish, I mean, I think you got it in my mind now. Like the smokiness, the woodiness. The sharp, like a little bit spice, some little bit of a spice. Just, yeah, there's a it's just missing something to balance. Yeah, it's like sort of a little bit off kilter, and mm-hmm. it's really good. Yeah, no, definitely. But it's 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 sort of a little bit off balance. Mm-hmm. Keep on sipping away. Yeah, but I maybe would drink. Would, I mean, maybe, but I would drink this after no, work. It's, it's so smooth. Anytime. It's it is very smooth, and it's got a beautiful mouthfeel, beautiful color, beautiful finish. Mm-hmm. 
All right, Franny. That, that good choice. I know. I'm surprised. I'm shocked for that price. That's that's a great bourbon. Yeah. See, yeah. it's not the price that you pay. No. I mean, I would love to try. You know, some really expensive bourbons. Some really expensive bourbons are the you know the the whatever the, the, the Don or, Julio or whatever it is the the, the tequila that's a hundred dollars a shot. I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just to see what it how how good it really is, or a you know a fifty year Scotch or a hundred year Scotch. <laughs> oh. Well, I don't know if they have 100 years. They must have. I, mean, I don't they got, know. I mean, that's a long time ago if it's 100 years but old. Been but even them, like some, you know, 30-year-old uh, scotch, which is, that's a lot of money. <laughs> if somebody wants to throw one out there, we're willing to try it on the show. But I'd be curious to, to, you know, as to, you know, whether it's really that much better mm-hmm. in the flavor profile or is it just that it's so much smoother Especially for a scotch in the fl- in the in the finish, mm-hmm. but the flavors aren't as robust. I I feel like I wouldn't really like as much you know to spend that kind of money for something yeah. like that because I like those those more pronounced flavors. Also the, the spice, harsh, the like bite. that like that uh the wee beastie the five year old hard bag love that it had that nice it had, it had just that harshness that it kind of hits you with that 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 untamed sort of uh, roughness that it has yeah without I mean that's that's also enjoyable. On its own too, and yeah. and that's something with with a with an with an aged uh, scotch or a cognac or or whatever you don't get you you get that smoothness, but sometimes you like that rough. Yeah, you like it rough. Sometimes I like it rough. You know, if I bought a if I bought a lot of blue shirts with white collars, I might like you know a more older scotch if I was going to go on you know CNBC's Market Morning. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I like a little bit more with the bite and mm-hmm. the the spice. Yeah. But this is a really good bourbon for it thirty bucks. It's good. Shit, I would, good. I would I would pay thirty bucks for this all day. Yep, definitely. All right, Franny. What's next up on the big board, bro? <laughs> bro, bro, we got another domestic beer, bro. And it is from near San Diego. Not quite San Diego, but close enough. It is an IPA and is also highly rated. All right, folks, hold tight. We'll be right back with our beer of the week. All right, and we are back. With our beer of the week, Ben, it is the wipeout, and I'm sure you have some more information for us. Yes, the information <laughs> is this is what Franny is going to say. I would want a little bit more Christmas, just a little I more. Would want a little bit more Christmas, just a little more. <laughs> just a little. I'm more. sure I'll be searching for it. I only had to go back to any episode of a beer t- <laughs> of a beer taste to get that sound effect. Yeah, it was in a particular episode. It was every single 93, 92 episodes. <laughs> it was the same sort <laughs> of reaction. Uh yeah, this is from the Port Brewing Company down in Carl's. Was it Carlsbad? Mm-hmm. I think it was Carlsbad, California. Uh, I don't. I don't. It was pretty close somewhere yeah, there. Somewhere down there. Near San Diego, this is the Port Brewing Company, and this is the Wipeout IPA. It's brewed to celebrate anyone and everyone. San San Marcos. Oh, sorry. San Marcos, California, down near San Diego. It's brewed to celebrate anyone and everyone who has ever 
paddled out into the best wave of the day, <laughs> only to they, blow it and wipe all, out in a blaze of glory. They have yeah, all this, the same yeah, descriptions. This guy, this guy here, their tasting notes uh, uh, gentleman, he looks like he's catching a lot of waves. Yeah, he's definitely <laughs> yeah. not. He's, he's never seen a wave in his life. With his goatee. <laughs> uh, our version this of a West 1997 <laughs> Brooks Brothers glasses right there. <laughs> <laughs> our version of a West Coast India pale ale. Brewed in the San Diego style, bro. Wipeout gets its attitude and flavor from Amarillo or Amarillo, Amarillo, Centennial, Cascade, and CTZ hop varieties. Uh, the original gravity is 1.065. The alcohol by, by volume is 7%, which is actually kind of a sort of a middle range there. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, I don't know what this, uh, this is an anniversary ale. I don't know what these, uh, I don't know what the ratings right there, what these ratings are know. on the side of the website here. Uh, but this looks like a pretty good offering. The port brewing company looks like it's something interesting that they're doing down there near San Diego. Uh, and the, the tasting notes, I'm, I'm, I'm dying to play this, but I'm afraid it's five minutes long and we're going to have to listen to the entire thing. Yeah, I know. Uh, but this looks like an interesting offering. It's a beautiful bottle or beautiful can, I should say, you know, very understated blue yeah. label with just Eye the catching. words wipe out and a surfer from San Diego. Apparently everyone that lives <laughs> in San Diego surfs at some point in their life. Uh, but it looks like an interesting, you know, an interesting, what made you, what made you, decide to grab this one uh, i mean it had a high rating on the shelf and it just caught my eye i mean just the color of the of the uh the can i mean it's a it's a it's a simple can but it's a beautiful color it is a, it is a very nice sky blue got a little surfboard on the side there bro. Yeah. <laughs> but uh no i mean that's what really caught my eye was just the simplicity of the can itself and it's really nice you want to crack this open let's do it that is live cracking open not sound effects at all Oh, that sounds like a Christmas. <laughs> well, cheers, Ben. All right, let's give this a sniff. All right. Oh, it's hoppy, bro. Bro, it's got a nice hop, bro. But not dank. It's very hoppy. I don't smell a lot of pine yeah, no. or other uh, other hops in there. It, it smells a little fairly bit citrusy, straightforward. Citrusy little notes citrus, in there. Little, yeah. little, you know, little... Uh, well, kind of what you would expect from an IPA, right? It's pretty much from yeah. everything. Clean. Everything from San Diego is an IPA. They don't make anything else. No other time. No, no other styles. Brah, 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 brah. No other styles of beer brah. in San Diego except IPAs. Brah, I, I don't have to drive that far from the beach, <laughs> bro. Seven percent's all right. Nah, man, I like drinking an IPA after throwing my surfboard on top of my Wrangler. Brah, Wrangler, brah. <laughs> I wish, man. Have you seen that new Ford Bronco? That might take over. I have, bro. Uh, pretty nice. It's very nice, bro. Yeah, bro. I'm never going to make it on my salary at Joe's Crab Shack, bro. <laughs> Get some extra. Tourists don't tip like they used to, bro. Some extra shit. We have no tourists because of the COVID. No, San Diego, bro. We're open for business, bro. <laughs> Are we? Yeah, I think I so, no bro. Outside. Everything's outside, bro. They just, you just eat it on the beach, bro. All right. Before we annoy everybody out there, <laughs> again. Hey, did uh, you hear? Did you that? hear? Regardless of how you feel about, you know, science or whatever. Miami, the, I think, it, yeah, Miami was cleared for full uh, attendance. Well, all right. So you could have 60,000 fans. <laughs> in, well, actually, for Miami, 
the most that they'll ever sell is about <laughs> thirty thousand. So they really won't actually yeah, sell. Yeah. They know what they're doing. <laughs> they know what they're doing. Like we're fully open for business, all twenty thousand of you in a seventy thousand seat stadium. Yeah. We're good. Miami never did a great job yeah. of filling that stadium. Uh but you want to give this a taste? Let's give it a taste, Ben. Cheers. It's got a beautiful golden sort of hazy. amber nice hazy, hazy color. color to it too. Oh, it's easy. It's a little understated. It is an easy drinker, though. I mean, it is what you would expect from an IPA. It has a lingering finish to it, which I don't like. You know, once it once it goes down, <laughs> you know what I'm about to say. You know what I'm I about to say. Would want a little bit more crispness. I would like a little more crispness. I mean, the flavor is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna switch it out for a Budweiser. It Every is, single time we taste a beer, you'd be like, "Oh, it's crisp." I don't like the flavor too much, it is, but this one's crisp. It is subdued. It is a subdued IPA. I'm I'm not sure why it would be called Wipeout. I, you know, I'd expect a much stronger flavor than this. It's a beautiful flavor on the tongue, though. When it first hits your it tongue, is, it is. It's it nice. is, but it's, it's, it's still, got a citrus bitterness. But it's it, there's like that bitterness that's still sitting at the back of my tongue that See, I, would, I don't, I I don't would, mind that. I kind of like that. I would want it to disappear a little bit quicker than it is. It's just kind of sitting. I like there. it to stay with. Me. I would like it. I like it to wipe out off my tongue. No, it's like Cody's mom. I don't want her to leave, bro. I want her to stay. Stay all night with me. Hmm. Yeah, I expected more. I did. I mean, I actually think it's pretty good. I just don't like that lingering flavor. Yeah, it but just, it doesn't it just, really, it's not that lingering. It's on the back of my tongue right now. I can taste it. It's but there. It's, it doesn't stay it's, that long. It's chilling. It's chilling, bro. Bro. I mean, it's fresh. It's got a nice, clean, you know, doesn't taste like it's been sitting around too long. I, I mean, I, I mean, I w- I'd like a little bit more bite. Mm. Doesn't it have to be more crisp, just a little bit more bite. But it's, a, I mean, it's a good. That's a solid offering, though. It's good, but not great. Where would you rate this? Christmas. In our Thurston Goal rating scale of beers. Uh, for what it is, from San Diego-ish. <laughs> a little bit inland San Diego, dude. Uh, I'd give it a nine. Wow. That is actually really high, man. It's good. I give like it. it. Yeah, I would, I would actually give it a six. A six? A six. Yeah, I mean, it's. I've tasted better IPAs than this. I mean, I was expecting more because of the high rating on the shelf. But it's nothing. I mean, I just don't like that lingering flavor. It just stays with you. I want it. I want to have the hops hit me. Maybe get a little bit of piney notes in there. It's mostly just citrus and a light citrusiness to it. And uh, it's crisp. Just, it's clean. It's got a bitterness. It's got a nice mouthfeel. It, it stays on your tongue for a while. I don't like that. It, that it's on the back of my tongue. It's just sitting. It's got on a the little sweetness in there too on I'm the finish. I'm not getting that. I just don't, man, it's all right. Six, six. I give it a six. six. I think six is fair. I think this might be our Above biggest average. diversion Above in a average. long time. Above average, but nothing spectacular. Damn, six. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the can then. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you came in at a six on I, this. A six, Look yes. at that. Look at that nice, beautiful, what do you call that? Um, Head. Well, I mean, it's just got a nice cloudy, <laughs> hazy. fresh, hazy color. Yeah. I mean, the color is nice. Don't get me wrong. Of course, the color is nice, but I mean, 
that one beer that we tried from the uh was it Ala was the Al- Alameda? Was it uh, the one that Lauren brought down from us that had the amazing oh the, the aroma that it tasted? But it tasted uh, like the, I liked old it. underwear. It it did not. Yeah, I mean the the color and the notes on the nose were amazing. Did, did not taste like that once you sipped down the beer. I mean, it was like complete opposites. It was like we thought that was me one of our best beers ever on the nose, but then once you tra- tasted it, it was completely off. Um, whereas this one, the color is beautiful. It's great, but you know the flavor is not there not not what i was expecting yeah i mean this to me is a is like a afternoon early evening you know drink three four five of these as you're finishing up the day you know you're going to go back to the hotel take a shower and still come out later (laughs) to me that's what this is you know you're 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 hanging out the beach all day you have dinner but you're going to go back rest for a little bit and then come back out you can do that with this one Mm mm-hmm Sure. Whatever you say. Everybody's <laughs> like, whatever, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, what? it's like, you know, when you go to when you go to Cabo, you know, you hang out by the pool, you're drinking like Pacificos or something all day. Uh-huh. You gotta stop, take a shower, get ready for dinner. Uh this is the this is what you would want to drink right, you know, during those hours before you get ready for dinner because you got still gotta act like a human being after you take a shower. Mm-hmm. Sure. All right. Okay. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't think it was that great, but I'm happy that you did, Ben. I liked it. I liked it. All right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is our Thurston Goal betting corner, a.k.a. Ben's betting corner. Well, it's really the universal. <laughs> it's, it's more of a universal betting corner. <laughs> <laughs> All right, every week that's Friday. the betting music. That's <laughs> Friday's like it's too, it's too something. It's it's very rock, yeah. old school like rock. Oh yeah, that's yeah. I am old, I am. Uh, and it's your betting corner ben, in so honor of Eddie Van Halen's passing this week, the best guitarist or second best guitarist in the history of <laughs> rock and roll. Uh, let's play a little tribute to Eddie Van Halen and give him his credit this week. Uh, Franny, do you have a sexy six or a fantastic five parlay? Uh, this I have week? a fantastic five, Ben. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> what are you picking this week for your parlay? Should we? Uh, should I? Um, yeah, you want to go through the games first? Yeah, let's, let's do that first. Yeah. All right. First up, Carolina Panthers at Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are favored by two and a half. Over under is fifty four. That is an interesting line to say the least. Franny, what do you think? Hmm. It's your betting quarterback. All right. Falcons minus 2.5. That is crazy. I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers on a teaser with the over. Push the over down to 48 and the Carolina Panthers up to plus 8.5 on a teaser. The Carolina Panthers are probably going to win this game outright, but there's no way the Falcons are beating them by more than eight. What do you think? I agree with you, Ben. Yeah, you, you don't agree with me. <laughs> Next up, Raiders at Kansas City. Look at that line. The Kansas City Chiefs favored by 10.5 points with the over-under at 54.5. 10.5 is high. That's, that's, it's they're crazy giving, high. They're giving them a lot of points right there. I mean, the Raiders are not a bad team. Um, hmm. I don't know. Even, even the uh, over-under. I mean, I would go over 54.5. I'm not, I'm not sure, Ben. It's a tough one. What do you think? 
It, we're on the same page, which means it should be a good bet for you guys out there. I am taking the over, over 54.5. Chiefs are probably going to win by, you know, somewhere between five and 10 points, give or take. Uh, but I think the over under, I think the Chiefs are going to score 30 plus points on their own. So I think the over is a safe bet there. Uh, next up, Rams at the Washington football team. The Rams are only favored by seven with the over under at 45.5. Hmm. I see. I see. I could see the Rams winning this by more than seven. And I'm not sure how many points the Washington could throw up, but the Rams definitely could. Um, I'd say over 40, 45 and a half. Ooh, interesting. With Kyle Allen starting, I'm a little bit leery of this game, and I'm loving the teasers. I've been hitting on teasers all over the place, wasting that money on late-season prop bets, unfortunately. But in this game, I would take the Rams minus 7 and the over 45.5 on a teaser, push the Rams down to minus 1, so they just got to win the game, and push that over-under down uh, to whatever that would be, 39.5 points. I think that's a safe bet. Uh, but who knows what Kyle Allen is going to do. Maybe he's going to come out and beat the Rams in his first start. Uh, next up, Jags at Texans. The Texans are favored by five and a half with the over-under at 55. That over is pretty high. It is. For these teams, it is kind of high. Um, first I, week with no Bill O'Brien. That is true. But... I'm not sure. That's, that's that's a tough one to call, Ben. It's, yeah. it's your betting corner. I'm going to stay away. You know what I'm going to do in this one? What are you going to do? I'm going to take a risk. <laughs> I'm going to take the Jags straight up plus 5.5. I think they're going to win this game outright. Wow. That's All a right. huge risk, so I don't recommend it, but that's <laughs> what I'm going to bet on. In fact, I'm going to put that bet in. He's doing it right now, folks. I'm going to put that bet in. Why not? What's the worst? It could happen. Man, you're risking a lot. <laughs> Ish. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Wow. You're, uh, you're, not, you're not winning that much after that bet, right? I no, mean, of course yeah, not. No, that's not the greatest of bets, but no. all right. All right. You do your thing. That's not my money. That's true. That's Well, it is in part. <laughs> I have access to Friday's bank accounts, yeah. so you know. <laughs> uh, next up, we got the Cardinals at the New York Jets. The cards are giving away seven points with the over-under at 47.5. It's your betting corner, man. I'm actually not interested in this game at all. Uh, I mean, Le'Veon Bell's coming back. Oh, if, wow. I don't want to touch this one. He might the, get if, 60 yards. If I were going to touch this game at all, it would be on the over. But I'm not going to do that. Uh, next up. Oh, here we go. Eagles at Steelers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Steelers favored by seven. I could see the over under is only 43.5. That is over. a very low. I'd say over and Steelers. I'd say by at least minus seven in this one. I, I could see the Steelers winning this by seven or 10. Really? Yeah. Why not? You are I mean, so down on your exactly team. Exactly how the Eagles done this year. Yeah, but that, seven is that, a lot. You're playing the Eagles. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like you guys have been getting blown out. Um. Yeah, we did. The Rams blew us out completely. Well, some, I mean, the Rams. It was early on. Uh give a dog barking in the background because mm -hmm. we record this podcast outside where football should be played and podcasts should be recorded. I'm going to take the Steelers 
and the over push the Steelers down to minus one, push the over down to 47.5. I think that's fairly safe. All the Steelers have to do is win and the over under down to 37. Uh, yeah, 37. That should that should cash. Uh, next up, Cincinnati Bengals at the Ravens. The Ravens are favored by 11 with the over under at 51. That's an interesting that's an interesting over under right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I bet this earlier in the week, I think it was minus 12. I'm not sure. I mean, this is a tough one also. I mean, because the Bengals are better than they were last year. I think Joe Burrow is is the real deal. Uh, you know, I, I see the Ravens still winning this game, but by less than 11. What is, oh, so you're taking the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. But but the question the is, under, is Lamar Jackson the real deal? Uh, last couple of games, not so much. Yeah, so this is uh, uh, my typical bet this year. I'm going to take the Ravens on a teaser with the... uh, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the Ravens on a teaser with the under, push the Ravens down to minus five and the under down to 55 or 45. I'm sorry. That one I think could cash. Uh, next up, Dolphins at Niners. The Niners are favored by eight over the Dolphins with the over-under at 51. I can see the Niners winning by at least eight points. Not more. Ten points, maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure what to make of this game. I'm going to stay away from that mm-hmm. one. Uh, next up, Giants also, at Cowboys. The Cowboys favored by eight and a half over-under 53. How can you be favored by eight and a half with an over-under <laughs> 53 against the Giants? If anything, I'm going to take the under there. Yeah, yeah. You like the under? I don't know. The Cowboys can throw points too. The Cowboys can definitely throw points, but the Giants—they can't so score. Much. They can't score at all. But even against uh, the Giants' defense, even against the Cowboys' defense, I don't think they're going to yeah, score. Yeah, all these. I'm, I'm going to stay away from that too. Yeah, if anything, I'll take the under, but I'm not going to bet on it. Uh, next up, Colts at Cleveland Browns. It's a pick'em. Could you believe going into this season that the Colts and Browns would be a pick'em, and the over/under is 48. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I would, uh, I don't know. I mean, because the Browns could throw points, but that Colts defense, the best in the league. I don't know. You like the under? It's been an exciting game, actually. What do you think about the under there? The under is. They're not going to put up forty nine points against the Colts. Yeah, that's pretty. That's an interesting one. I'm gonna. I would stay away. I would stay away from that. Yeah. If anything, I would take the under in that one. I don't think there's a teaser bet to be had there. If anything, I would take the under forty eight. Uh oh, here we go. Oh my. Uh, Vikings at Seahawks. The Seahawks are fa- the Seahawks are uh, who even favors the Seahawks by more than three points. The Seahawks are favored by six and a half. Over under is fifty seven. Fifty seven is pretty high. Yeah, it is. <laughs> for the Seahawks. I mean, if they, ever, I mean, the Seahawks to score. I just don't know the Vikings. I mean, they've been yeah, off but, and on, and you know, I just, I just don't expect them from them this season. Um. Ah, that's a tough one. I don't know. I don't know, Ben. I mean, I would say, ooh. <laughs> I was about to say over, but I'm not sure. I could see it maybe being a a 30-20 affair for the Seahawks. Yeah. I mean, this sounds boring, but I'm going to take the Seahawks on a teaser, push the Seahawks down to minus one, so a, cent, or my, or a half point, so the Seahawks just have to win the game and push the over down to 51. I think, I think, 
these two teams are going to score 51 points. Uh, next up, Chargers at Saints. Mm. The Saints are favored by eight points with the over-under at 50.5. What do you say, Ben? Ooh, that's a tough one. That might be the toughest game on the slate if you had money and you had to bet it on this game. If I had to bet money on this game, I would take, I would tease it. I would take the Saints down to minus two. And I would still take the over 50.5 and push that down to 44.5. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you think? Good. <laughs> You're good. Sounds good. All right. The KC Bills game is locked out. No line on that game. Nope. Uh, so that is the betting corner. Friday. what is your fantastic five or sexy six parlay? My fantastic five, Ben, on the money line. Fantastic. <laughs> I got the cards. The Chiefs, the Rams. The Cards? The Cards, the Chiefs, the Rams, the Niners, and the Ravens. Parlay, five-game, money line. Really? What made you throw the Cards in there? Why not? They're playing uh, with Panthers, right? That uh, The Cards are playing the Jets. The oh, okay, Jets. they're playing the Jets. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's why. Oh, that's, that's why. why. Okay, fair enough. There you fair are. enough. That's exactly why the Cards are in there. Because the Cards if, are kind if, of in a tailspin, but... Nothing well, cures oh yeah, a tailspin like the, more like the, than the New York exactly, Jets. Exactly. Yeah. So cards, Chiefs, Rams, Niners, Ravens. Win it. Oh, that might be. Are you actually going to place that bet? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is our housekeeping to finish up the night. Oh, that's the saddest part of the show. Thank you all so much for sticking with us for, oh, Two hours and know, 22 man. minutes. Not two and a half, not three. Less than two and a half hours, less than three hours, which we've run up against it's happened. a few times. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. We are a show about football fun, friends, whiskey, and beer review. This is Thirsting Gold Podcast. Please head over to our website at thirstinggold.buzzproud.com. From there, you can subscribe and listen to all of our past episodes. There are 92 of them. And you can check out the show notes and get links to all of the stories that we cover, all of the bourbons, the rise, the cognacs, and the scotches that we review, and all of the beers that we review as well. You get links to all the podcatchers in the universe. You can get links to Pocket Cast, to Spotify, to... What's the other? Uh, CastBox. CastBox. And whatever podcatcher you use to listen to podcasts, you can download all of the shows directly from a website if you so choose. You can email us at podcastthirstagoal at gmail.com. You can call us as well at a number that is in the show notes. You can follow us on my very, very mediocre, especially the last few weeks when I've been busy at work, very mediocre Twitter account at Goal Thirst. And on Friday's amazing amazing Instagram account at Thirstan yeah, and check been, out has been that great recently. And and why do you say that? Uh, it just hasn't been. It hasn't been? <laughs> it hasn't been that great. It's been pretty good. Yeah. Are you are you questioning your photography skills? What are you questioning? No, I'm, just not posting, I'm not posting enough. I think. Yeah, you need to post more. I, I probably do. You need to post more during the week, during the you know, during the game and say, look at this picture of Ben screaming for the Pittsburgh Steelers as they lose. Or you can take a screenshot of my Viber yeah, yeah. Uh, image. It's where I say some ridiculous shit. Fire tomorrow, now. Tomorrow morning when it's 37 to 13 in the second quarter of the game and the Eagles are up by whatever that is. Uh, but yeah, so thank you all so much for listening to the show. 
Thank you so very much, everybody, for listening out there. All right. Find anything to add before we wrap up? Thank you so very much, everybody, All right. for listening out there. All right. We'll see you next week.